Hey, yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the road podcast uh, presented by DJ City. Big shout to DJ City. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got DJ Never here. Yo, what up? DJ D-Miles. What's good, guys? And then we got Jamie the Great. Yeah. What's good, fellas? I mean, uh, we've had uh, a, a crazy weekend. Yeah, yeah. Rough, rough weekend. We're recording this on a Monday. and um, This is the two days after everything basically transpired. Basically, uh, since the protests for George Floyd. The looting, the riots, whatever you want to call it, um, all of the above. <laughs> everything started on Friday. Yeah. 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 Uh, Thursday night. Thursday started, night, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, carried over to Friday. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, I guess, the looting and property... Just damage and destruction and rioting started so, getting crazy Saturday night to Sunday. Yeah. And we're meeting together for the first time since last week, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we haven't really spoken about this. We've been on group chats kind of talking and like sending each other Twitter videos, Instagram videos, um, and just different kind of pics and images and and movies and everything from what transpired this weekend. And uh, I think we all have a bunch of different kinds of emotions yeah. mm-hmm. about what's going on. Yeah. yeah. And I guess I like, just want to touch base with y'all on, like, I don't know, like, how y'all feeling now compared to before all the protests, maybe. Yeah. And just, um, I mean, how y'all feeling right now about what's going on? How, how are y'all feeling this weekend, man? Dude, I felt mad. I was mad. Sad, uncertain of like what the future holds. Like, um, it was just like it really fucked my head up all weekend. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even think. I was like, I didn't know what to think. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was at one point I just got tired of getting on so going on social media, seeing like all the the looting, the protesting. Everyone is angry. It was just like really depressing. Have you ever seen anything like this before? Well, it's funny because um, I remember the L.A. riots mm-hmm. in New York. They didn't. I remember being in New York and I was working in, um, in Soho at the time. And when the verdict came in, they they saw they had the news L.A. was rioting, and New York the, they was going to riot as well. So the bill, the, um, the job I was working at, they shut down early because they thought that New York was going wild the fuck out, like they was doing in L.A. Right. And I remember everyone in New York was scared also that that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But um, luckily, nothing happened in New York. Yeah. But it was just like seeing that on the news, it was just, I couldn't believe it. And then I thought like after that, that would never happen again. Like I never imagined that would happen, like you said, 28 years later, the same thing would happen. Do you and, feel like this was worse? Yes, 100%. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like it was only in LA with that right. Yeah. This one is in... This looting, this, this shit would um, happen in New York, L.A., um, Miami, yeah, Chicago. Bay. It was just like all over. See, for some reason, I thought the L.A. riots were worse. No. Just because they were murdering like random innocent motherfuckers like the truck driver and, and the L.A. riots. Mm-hmm. Remember when they just pulled like- Reginald Denny. Nah, he yeah. didn't, they didn't kill him. Yeah, but he, they beat him lived, up. But they beat he, the I shit mean, out of him. They beat the yeah, shit yeah, out yeah. of him. Oh, yeah. I thought, you see, I thought they killed him. No. no. Yeah, he lived. But, I mean, he, he wasn't right. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. he he actually appeared on some talk shows out there and, and mm-hmm. was very forgiving, surprisingly. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was. But I mean he got hit in the head with like a brick. Right. He got I mean he got trounced. Somehow mm-hmm. the LA riot seemed more senseless to me. Like it seemed more crazier. Yeah. I feel like these protests seemed somewhat more organized actually. Yeah, the, no, the LA definitely. riots the yeah. LA riots were definitely a little more chaotic and mm-hmm. people were just really just burning anything in sight. 
especially in the black neighborhoods. Right. Mm -hmm. So you not, felt it in the community more. And not mm -hmm. only that, we were only fed certain images and certain videos yeah, by the media. Whereas mm -hmm. I feel like with Twitter and social media, and right, social now. media right now, we're getting fed everything. Yeah. Like, live. In real time. In real we, don't, time. we don't even know but, what the fuck was going on but, with the LA riots. But, but the, the LA, LA riots, I remember, I remember they didn't hit Beverly Hills or like all the um, no. rich neighborhoods. They just, they just hit the, the hoods. The hoods. Yeah. But this one, they hit they hit in every fucking neighborhood. But they were just... Yeah, I mean... They're but, like going on tour. But the LA. thing is, we, we have to also distinguish a couple of things. Because the protests, to me, were very organized. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? And yeah. I actually was very... In, on Thursday and Friday, I was very impressed by the youth who were out there protesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was very inspired. And I actually... It gave me a lot of hope that a, a, like change is possible with this new generation. Mm -hmm. Because the new generation hasn't really... Um, experienced the level of injust, uh, injustice that a lot of the past generations have felt. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like it's finally really hitting them and they, they're doing something about it. Mm -hmm. So I actually thought what they were doing, what the protests were doing, mm -hmm. you know, and I hate to say this, but the burning down of the precinct in Minneapolis mm -hmm. yeah. was, it was like the most specific uh, and it was like the most righteous Drone target. Does that make sense? Strategic. Yeah. yeah. It was just it so was strategic, strategic and it, it made so much sense. And I feel like even like Minneapolis PD were like, yo, we just, we kind of deserve that. We yeah. fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then when it started carrying over to everything else, obviously what happened, this is my thinking too. And I just want to distinguish how we take the riots and looting to be completely different from the protests. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I think yeah. it's pretty clear from Thursday and Friday, the protests, the protesters were not about looting mom and pop shops small local businesses nope. mm, they yeah. were strategically if they were doing any type of property damage or if they were making any type of statement they were really being strategic on where they were hitting mm -hmm. yeah. and where they were like really attacking or yeah. you know what i'm saying yep. whereas i feel like all these looters who started coming out on saturday and sunday mm -hmm. came out because they saw the lack of police presence Mm -hmm. Yeah, in exactly. all of these cities, and was like, "Yo, we could just go out there." It's the opportunity, exactly. Yeah. And then it's, it's, it's one of those things where if all the police are over here where the protesters are, we can be over here where all the stores are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's only a matter of time before the police become like you know spread so thin that they can't cover every, they can't defend every store. They in basically the city. can't be everywhere at the same time. Like, yeah, they can't I be. I everywhere. felt like that about Saturday, but um, last night I was, I know, I saw that they um they looted Soho in New York. Yeah. And it was like hitting every store, and that there was not one cop in sight. But don't you think that? But this is yeah. like one in the morning, two in the morning. Yeah, there was no protesting going on. Yeah. So I feel like I don't know. There was like I said, there was no cops nowhere. These people was just like, but don't, hit but don't every store in that neighborhood. Don't you feel like the cops at the same time were so exhausted and drained, and they were on some like you know what, y'all, everyone standing behind the protesters, fuck y'all. Yeah. We're not gonna go out there. We're not gonna defend your stores, mm -hmm. storefronts. We're not going to do shit. Absolutely. Yeah. So now you guys see how important like uh, having a police presence is. Mm -hmm. But since y'all don't give a fuck about us, we're not going to give a fuck about y'all properties. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's it was almost happened. a little bit of payback, and maybe like also telling the politicians like word like Cuomo, like you stand with the po protesters instead of for us. Then we're, you know? we're going to show you that you need us more than exactly. Then uh, we need you guys, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's there's this now this power struggle yeah. between the people, politicians. And the, uh, the police, the police. I think when you, when you're like, because this is essentially in in some ways a civil war, <laughs> and in in times of war, 
there's always collateral damage. I mean, would you call it a race war? I would call it a, uh, yeah. I mean, in the sense of, I don't know if it's racism is driving it. I think it's it's more of you don't think hate, racism hate, hate is driving it. You don't think racism is driving? I it? think it is in the sense of, uh, and I, and when I say racism, mm-hmm. I don't think like because I, I feel like there are good cops, and I know they're good yeah, white but the, cops. The, but the, what we're talking about is is a racism in a systematic sense of like yeah. the whole system, the way the country operates. Yeah. Is built around racism. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it 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 doesn't do anything but make certain people of privilege more wealthy, mm-hmm. and it keeps other people more poor, and yeah. it keeps them down. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's I think racism as a whole is embedded into our structure of America. Yeah, yeah. and if it doesn't work. Like and it I, doesn't work at all. You know, and, what and I mean? that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like in times of war, you're just gonna have collateral damage. You're gonna have shit that happens that doesn't make sense and you're gonna have a lot of ugly shit happen yeah and i think you know in vietnam it happened i think in the world wars it happened i don't this is not on that caliber but i think when people are fed up and they they feel like they don't have a voice they act out and sometimes the only way they feel like they can be heard is through those riots and um you know maybe everyone doesn't have the the way to articulate through a protest but they feel like okay let me go and tear some shit up and that's just on a street level I don't think it's right. I don't think going into neighborhoods is necessarily right, but I think I would prefer that than them going into pe- people's homes and killing them versus, you know, like if I would hate to see angry black protesters go into an innocent white family's home and, and hurt them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think, you know, you, you kind of like take it with a grain of salt in that sense, but it's not right and I don't condone it. But I think that I understand it. And I haven't done it myself, but I think I can understand the pain. But I think there are people that are but out there freeloading and looting and just trying to come up. And right. That part I don't like. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's something you can't help either, right? Yeah. Because, like, you know, as uh, as a business owner, like, you know, Neva and I used to own uh, brick and mortar, mm-hmm. you know, and it's hard not to, you know, we've been burglarized, we've been yeah. stolen, you know, mm-hmm. like, we've done a lot of shit. We used to do these, these uh, block parties for Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the cops came and shut us down one time. Like there was a time when one of the kids who came to our block party was drunk and we actually kicked him out and he brought his own bottle of Jack Daniels or some shit. And it he, was either Jack or Hennessy or something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. He got caught outside of our store, like throwing shit at cars and acting a fool. And then he blamed us that we sold him a bottle of Jack Daniels, yeah. which we would never fucking do. Right. <laughs> and if, yeah. I mean, when we had block party events, we had all the liquor in the back office uh-huh. and only homies were allowed to drink that shit that we knew that was allowed in the back office right. you know yeah, right. we, didn't, we didn't even give liquor to like the customers nah. that, that was at the party it's just, like you said just the homies that, that we knew and we had security come through yeah uh at the door and we had them but either way i mean that kind of fucked up all the other block parties that we did because like we were like yo we don't want we don't want to get shut down because of one dude who blames us for some shit so we never did it again right yeah, yeah. and it's kind of the same thing where it's like if I had a business right now and it got looted, I, I I would understand that it's collateral damage. Yeah, you know what I'm saying for for a bigger message and a bigger movement. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But if the city that I that I came up with, you know, vandalized something that I built with them, what does that say? And does that does that does that make me does that motivate me to rebuild again? 
Yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing that I was feeling a little bit. And it's one of those things where it's like we feel for these business owners, business owners, but they also got to understand that this, you know, this is this ain't something like it's not personal, yo. Like yeah. it's mm-hmm. part of like a bigger movement. Yeah. You know, and I was even speaking with MoMA and Ross One and Rathacon about this. And, you know, MoMA was like, yo, like, y'all keep talking about the vandalism going on with these stores, but it's all collateral damage. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. it's part of a bigger movement. And I was like, yo, he's absolutely right. Yeah, because um, I used to work at Riff LA, and I'm still really close to some of those guys, especially the owners, shouts to Jeff and stuff. And, yeah, he took it the, the same way that you just explained it, correct, which is it's collateral damage. It's a... Uh, it's bigger than them. It, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't pinpointed. It wasn't just a target. It did just ha- so happen to be on the way, of everything happening. And um, it does suck seeing stuff like that because, like that dude gives so well. The whole shop, Riffle as a company, they give so much back to Skid Row because they're like two blocks away from Skid Row. Mm-hmm. They give so much shit back to Skid Row to anybody, anybody that walks in there. They welcome them and they make them feel like family. Hook you up, da 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 da. And to see the videos where. Like certain people I can recognize through the videos that have pulled up to the shop and bought shit, and then they're in those videos breaking the windows down and running inside and trying to steal shit. It, it, it's yeah, it's fucked up. It's not it, you know, it's fucked up to see something that. I mean, it hurts. Yeah, it, it hurts. It hurts a lot of people who who are a part of that and help build it. Yeah, it hurts everybody. But it's also you got also question like, are some of these looters? Our customers. Yeah, for sure. Damn yeah. right. And it's, yeah. and you also like, I think Bobby Hundreds really, he posted some shit about, because they, they literally burned down the Hundreds store in, I think on Fairfax. No, they didn't burn it down, but they, the, that every, whole corner, that it, whole corner they was, torched, they were torched up. It yeah. was torched. I mean, his shit is fucked up. Yeah. I, I'm sure the Hundreds store is fucked up. Yeah. Like, yeah, that yeah. too. Like, dude, I used to work at Fairfax, so I spent 40 hours a week there and seeing like the corners being like, seeing some of those stores being run into is fucking nuts. But you, but you also got to understand this, man. A lot of these people, a lot of a lot of these influence influencer, like, brand owners, designers, right? Yeah. They're consistently creating this narrative of how the importance of material objects are, of the importance of clothing and fashion and, and all of these things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Bobby Hunter's like, it's no surprise that these kids would come over here and try to take this shit. Yeah. Because we have instilled, we haven't been the pushing, value, we, yeah, we, we, we haven't been pushing the value of equal rights. We haven't been pushing the value of, you know, treating everyone fairly and like, you know, loving your, your neighbor and all of these things. We've been pushing, everything we push is product. Yeah. And it, I feel like my generation, maybe my generation and older, we're just so obsessed with business and expanding and like pushing product and just and it's just like we forget sometimes on the importance of of just like everyday human rights and and loving one another and just not everything being surrounded about product and and capitalism and all this shit. shit. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like so it's like honestly man, it's a check for all of these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a it's a a check in humility and everything. For, to be like, yo, what's really important right now? Yeah. yeah. And especially like, there's no, and you know, the <clears throat> pandemic is another thing. It's like, would this be happening? Would this have escalated to this point if that there was, wasn't a pandemic? That right? was the uh, thing I was thinking about too. And I heard Charlemagne, uh, he was on, he was on uh, first take on ESPN this morning with Stephen A. Smith. Mm-hmm. And he said it was almost a perfect storm. If you think about it, you have people that have been cooped up in their house for months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you have people that have been laid off or furloughed, don't know where their money's coming from. They're waiting on a stimulus check. And they got to decide with that stimulus check whether they're going to pay rent or buy food for their families. Mm -hmm. So three months of that, people have been dying to get outside for any reason. And then this pops up. And it just gave them the oppor- the perfect opportunity. Well, how much more injustice can you take? Right. You know, like, how, how much more can we take of all of these wealthy capitalists mm-hmm. controlling the country and not giving a fuck about people? Yeah. Yeah. To the point where we're like, and the thing is, you got to think about it. It's like, yo, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be like this. I want to be like, do you really want all of that shit? Yeah. And mm-hmm. to lose sight of what's important? Because it, it's almost inevitable when you care so much about your business and earning money and product and all of these things, you neglect other things in your life, yo. 100%. Yeah. So it's like one of those things where it's like, do we really want to become these fucking capitalists? Is that really the focus on what life is at this point right now? How many fucking sneakers do you need to sell? Right. How much money do you need to make? How much product do you need to create? Like, how much do you need? How many stores do you need, bro? Yeah. Those, honestly, like, you know. Undefeated. I love. I love all these stores. I love the, all of these these people, and they're, they're expanding and everything. But it's like, do we need all of these stores out there? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when downtown LA was popping and all these retail stores were opening from all of these other stores coming there, from RSVP to Commonwealth to Blends, and all of these people coming in, and we were kind of talking like, do we need all of these stores that are going to carry all the same shit that everyone else has? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? No, yeah, I mean, fuck, man. Is that all that there is to bring to L.A.? You know, it's, it's like one of those things where it's like, this neighborhood's about to pop, detail is about to pop. What can we bring to that? And it's like more retail, yo. And I get it, I get it, but it's a, it, it doesn't make any sense to me right now. Right, It doesn't have any value to me right now. Um, yep. But that's the model that we've been instilled in our brains, like with America, right? Like you, you grow through expansion. You, you try to become as big as possible. You mm-hmm. try to become as rich as possible. Flash that's the Ameri- that's the American way. And then to do it by any means necessary, like fuck who you offend, fuck who you who you step on to get to where you're gonna go. Like you, you just get there. And it's like it's it's normal. Yeah. The way that it's, I mean, the way that you see it, the way you think about it, it's just like a normal thing to do. Like it's every like corporation. There's has no some skeletons, morals. you know what I mean? Like yeah. every every large Fortune 500 company has done some shady shit mm-hmm. to get to to get to that level, yeah. right? Yeah, and I mean, and and it's okay because it's like, okay, I made it, so let me, I'm gonna forget about those things I did, those demons I have, like I made it, and like you said, you sacrifice other aspects of your life to get there, and that's pre- that's pretty sad. Like you can become rich as hell, and you just want to grow bigger, and, and, and no, get richer. You lose your morals, you lose your ethics, your values, yeah. Your family life suffers. Why do we put so much value into that shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, even like, even now with everything going on, people are like, Gucci hasn't said anything. Louis Vuitton hasn't said anything. Yeah. Uh, Why hasn't this this successful white EDM DJ, they haven't spoken. These celebrities haven't spoken. These actors haven't spoken. Why do we put so much expectations on these rich people that they should have a voice on any social injustice in this world. Like, why do we, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just because you've been successful and you're good looking and you became an, a f- successful actor, why does that mean anything you're saying you're going to tell us is going to be poignant yeah, or yeah. anything? Like, why Why does that person have to be a leader mm-hmm. in anything? You know, like, why do we put these expectations on shit? I mean, it goes back to that Dave Chappelle skit, right? Where he goes, 
when the 9-11 happened and then TR was like, we got Ja, on the, ja Rule on the phone. And he's like, I don't give a fuck what Ja Rule thinks in a time like this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm scared. Like, shit is happening. Why the fuck do we care about why what they got to say? Yeah, why do we care about Gucci saying something and then like, well, Gucci, you know, how many black people have given money to Gucci? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yo, you already know they don't give a fuck exactly. about you. Yeah. So then why don't you be careful about where you put your money in? Right. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then- why, why, why are motherfuckers putting their money into that shit? I actually have to apologize because there was a tweet that Corey Towns tweeted out. Mm-hmm. And I actually agreed with the tweet, but I got so mad and I kind of misread his tweet at the same time. But he basically said, uh, remember who did and didn't speak up for you and other black people getting killed in the streets when they announced their new line or shoe collab or sweatpants uh, come out? Mm-hmm. Remember that shit. The Ronnie Figs, the Teddy Santis, all of them banking on the black dollar. And then, you know, I came back and I and I basically was like, and honestly, like, I agree with him 100%. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, of course. everyone should be worried about who they give their money to yeah. and who they're, you know, and who they're uh, basically, supporting. you know. Supporting. Supporting, right. And I said, and I basically retweeted his shit and I said, Ronnie Fig, like, the guy took advantage of no-name designers, demand they send free product to sell their kits uh, so he could pocket 100% of the gross and avoid paying any wholesale. This is who you want to speak about social injustice? Like, motherfuckers pick the worst people to champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, when I said motherfuckers pick the, pick the worst people to champion, I wasn't saying him. I'm saying in general. Yeah. Like, motherfuckers pick the worst motherfuckers to champion. Mm-hmm. And, but I, can't, I came off real hostile at him. But I was actually in agreement with him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I don't see why, when something like this happens, we turn to capitalists and, motherfuck- and businessmen to speak about things that are that are outside of business, you know what I'm saying? I mean, and not only that, some of these brands they don't even want black people wearing their brand. wearing their brands. Yeah, yeah. So, but how do they? Why do black people expect them to say something about what's going on right now? What do, What do you What do you think that comes from? Just the wanting the validation of like wanting to be accepted. I'm 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 wondering what that is. And I, I think motherfuckers should really worry about where they spend their money right now. Because mm-hmm. yeah. the last thing that's important to me, and maybe because I'm older, is a fucking Gucci bag or Louis Vuitton. I mean, like, fashion but, has not been an important but, thing to me in a long time. But like you said, you're older. You've, um, you're thinking different now. Right. Like, I was telling you this the other day. Like, when we first started getting money, yeah, we was buying all that shit. We was buying For the Gucci. Sure. We was buying the Louis Vuittons. For sure. But now that we're thinking about it, it was just like, damn, we should have spent our money on something else. Right. It's like, we wouldn't do that now. But you think differently when you're younger, especially when you you come, you don't have nothing, then you start to get some money, and then you're like, damn, I, I didn't have this growing up, so I'm going to take advantage yeah, but of come, all this shit now. But like, yo, we, we already knew when like when Polo, when Ralph Lauren said what he said, mm-hmm. motherfuckers kind of stopped. You know, rocking. I mean, polo. But Timberland said that shit also, and people were still rocking Tim's. That's true. I, I, I honestly, in the last two years of my life, I've fall back and buying fucking new clothes every week and sneakers every fucking week release and shit like that. But it, it, it has come from like, what does does that fucking matter? I used to buy twenty five hundred dollar Yeezys and fucking spend all my money on Nikes and shit. And then nowadays, like, I just wear the same fucking pair. It's like you kind of realize that some of that shit don't fucking matter. Like I'd rather spend it on, on if I go to dinner with Crook or hang out with with D somewhere. I'd rather build the memories than fucking have materialistic shit at home, sitting at home collecting dust, basically. Well, you never pay when we go out. So I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> 
Nah, but I'm just saying. I feel like a lot of people think in their mind that if they're spending their money towards a company or a brand, in in their mind they think that the person creating these brands appreciates them yeah. for giving their money to them. And then in times like this, they well, may no, feel like... No, no, no. Let's get deeper. Yeah. Because if when I buy Gucci and I wear Gucci, for me, it gives me more self-worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because when I walk out, I'm like, yo. You're fresh. I'm fresh. Yeah, same thing, yes. Right? So that relationship that I have is one-sided. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's like me caring about how people perceive me. Like, yo, that's not a, that's not a broke kid. Right. That yeah. motherfucker got money. He looked good. Mm-hmm. He's in Gucci. He's obviously successful in whatever he does. Yeah. And the way I talk to that motherfucker or approach him is going to be different than how I would talk to him if he looked like a bum or like a regular a regular jack from a regular motherfucker on the street, right? Yeah. It's basically a badge of status. Right. And then how does that feel when that company doesn't care about you yeah. they don't want they don't you as fuck about you they don't care about your money and they don't care about you wearing their shit or they think they don't care about it mm-hmm. you know yeah. what i'm saying and then to me it started really getting ugly with the whole resale game so like i think there's a difference between a high beast and a sneakerhead yeah two different, different you know things. so like a sneakerhead to me cares about the culture like about sneakers and all of that mm-hmm. shit they're yeah, a absolutely. hard person yeah, yeah, yeah a high beast doesn't give a fuck about anything except showing off how yeah. expensive Mm-hmm. And how limited or exclusive the shit that they're wearing is on, or mm-hmm. you know, you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. a difference. One is complete braggadocious, and the other one is like a love for the actual culture. Yeah, the yeah. love for the yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It. Yeah, because that that came to play about five years ago and when when the word hype beast took a turn, right? And that's what kids desire to be. Well, I think there is something inside of us that wants to feel acknowledged, right? For giving our money to these companies. And I'll also equate it to um, when you look at professional sports, the NFL. The owners don't give a fuck about their players. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're making the players rich. Yeah, but they don't give a fuck at about. This, them. Yeah, at this exactly. point, do, does anyone need to watch the NFL? I mean, the NFL released a statement, right? Too late, buddy. Saying that they they're with the side of the protesters. <laughs> yeah, right? like they acknowledge yeah. the. You're know, like yeah. The, yeah. the fucking nerve of that. I didn't. I, didn't was, even, yeah, I, I read that. I read that statement real quick, but at no point did they did they acknowledge. Anything about what they did with Ka- Colin Kaepernick? Nope, nope. They didn't say anything of that nature. No. So what? Them. What in their right minds would think that it's okay for them to release a statement like that? Yeah, I think yeah. at this point, you guys got to understand. Like, why are you supporting these people? Why are you even acknowledging them? Right. The the second you acknowledge them, you you're giving them an opportunity to respond and put out some bullshit statement that their PR department conjured up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you understand? Like, don't even give them that. Yeah, I read that statement and the fact that they didn't even acknowledge what Colin Kaepernick sacrificed as far as his career is concerned and yeah. to see it come full like full-fledged Sorry. unfolded now mm-hmm. like years later to me was disrespectful. It's like at least acknowledge that man and acknowledge the fact that he was doing it the right way. Yeah. And yeah. if you're not going to do that, then don't say shit. Like don't even bother putting out but a like statement. But like you look crazy. As as the people of this country, right? Why do we even support the NFL at this point if you know that they're taking advantage of people, like blatantly just taking advantage of shit? And if you know that they don't have the finger on the pulse on what's going on? Yeah. And if they don't have the finger on the pulse on what's going on, when, I don't know, what, what is the percentage of, of black men that, that play in the NFL? I think it's like 85%. Yeah, 85%. 85%. Wow. If you don't have your, your finger on the pulse, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And of, of, of young black men. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the black community, like, 
what are you doing? 85% of the NFL is uh, African-American as far as players. Yeah. I think only 2% or 3% is um, in the, like, coaching realm. Coaching mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when yeah. you get to the GM, it's even less. And then all the owners are white. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to say that, yeah. No, <laughs> so no black owner. It gets even worse it's when you climb the ladder. But, like, why even work with that, man? Yeah. Why even give them, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why do that anymore? Yeah. And it's like, you know, this, this, this Corey Towns tweet, I agree with him 100% that, yeah, like, y'all shouldn't spend money, black owned, black money, on these brands that don't give a fuck about y'all, who don't speak up. But at the same time, well, what do you want them to say? Yeah. Why are you putting your expectations on these people? Yeah. And even if they put out a bullshit statement or if they say, hey, our next collection is devoted to be a Black Lives Matter. And <laughs> black it's culture. Not, yeah, it's like, <laughs> you, would you guys be accepting of like, all right, he's okay now? Even though that, that everything that... You know what? Unfortunately, there's some folks that will feel that way. Yeah, but if you know that the intention isn't 100% and it's... Because look, if they're businessmen, they care about their business, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So they're doing that shit for business. They're mm-hmm. not doing it for the people. Of course not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're okay with them doing that shit just for business, just for, like, window dressing, and then maybe some money goes to the right donations, maybe that's good enough. Mm-hmm. But then you're continuing to let these motherfuckers stay in business. Yeah. Yeah. And more so, why are you only doing when shit hit the fan? Like, you don't do it on a regular basis. And you know what? I, I give a shout to, like, all these designers and everything. And, and I, I don't know, man. Like, I just don't need non-black people to all be revolutionary. Right. I don't need you to be a revolutionist. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you have money, donate the money in the right places. Speak to people in your circle mm-hmm. who can guide you in the right way. But I also think it's unfair for the public to be like, how come you haven't said nothing? How come you haven't said nothing? That yeah. that kind of bothered me a bit because everybody was expecting in the DJ community to say something that we're non-black because you you know, you profit on a black culture. But it was like, I was more so like, fam, I'm trying to process this. Right. And it's taking me some fucking time because this is not only hitting me as an adult, but it's going back to when I was a kid, seeing shit like that in my neighborhood. So I'm like, do I need to rush a fucking tweet out to say that I'm with these people? Like, yeah, I think that's, that's very unfair. Like that, yo, it's not that it's unfair. It's honest. You're forcing, you're forcing a statement from motherfuckers who don't necessarily know, understand what is this that they have to say. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like if your world, like, and it's so apparent when you look at these statements from these non-black people. It's, it's so forced. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's yeah. cringeworthy. Yeah. Like, it's I like, don't, you, like, you have not even see it. Yeah, like motherfuckers Just, telling me about how they went to school with a black kid or something like that. Like, I yeah. don't really need to hear that shit. I know. Oh, my friend is is black. Yeah, yeah. Like, or, or anything like that. Or like, I play black music and therefore I'm with Black Lives Matter. That's why you with Black Lives Matter? Because you play black music? <laughs> like, it don't make no sense. Like, I don't... Because you, you can, wear Jordans? Yo, <laughs> you can already tell what motherfuckers do not have black people in their circle. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because motherfuckers who black people in a circle would not tweet that shit out or would not put that shit out Mm -hmm. because they're black friends with him like what are you doing yeah or necessarily feel pressured to do it maybe you could tweet it out but not as far as like making it so um the way people were getting pressured to to tweet shit out like even i mean when 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 they were caging up little mexican kids on the border i didn't expect anybody to say nothing because you can't relate to it and then i feel i feel like people are speaking out of emotion and they're like, well, why aren't you helping? Why aren't you, why aren't you saying your piece? Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I have a bunch of friends, uh, a lot of friends that are, um, that are lesbian mm-hmm. or that, you know, and they have their own rights issues because I don't speak about it on my platform. Doesn't mean I don't care about them and support them any less. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's something that I don't fully understand. 
So if I don't fully understand, I'm not going to go online or go on my platform and talk about it and not have all the education necessary to speak about it. I don't feel qualified. But that doesn't mean I don't care. And that doesn't mean that I don't support them any less. And I feel like it's the same thing with this. Like, you don't have to speak about it to support. You can support in other ways. You don't have to go on your platform and, and But I mean also just speak about it, it when speak about it in your own way when you're comfortable to speak about in it. In your own or, terms. And honestly, if you don't speak about it, it doesn't mean you're a racist. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, yeah. That's the thing, is like we're trying to kill people who generalize people and we're generalizing people. Yeah. Right. It doesn't you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm not gonna say every EDM non black EDM DJ is a racist. No, they're not. Mm-hmm. But can I say that they're ignorant? Yes. So I think we have to be open to ignorance, though. Yeah, Again, and we yeah. we can't call everything that's ignorant racism either. Right, it's uninformed. Yeah, but that's ignorance, and yeah. I think everyone it's should uninformed. be open about being ignorant. I would have much rather heard from motherfuckers like, "Yo, I'm really trying to process this shit. I've never been, you know, I haven't I, seen that once. I've never been a, a, like exposed to this level of injustice and all of these feelings that I'm feeling right now. Yeah, yeah. and I honestly like." I, I'm. I would love to speak with some motherfuckers about this. That I appreciate more when people admit their ignorance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Polit on politics, I'm ignorant as fuck. Yeah. I'm, I mean, let's be honest. I'm ignorant about a lot of shit, <laughs> yeah. and I admit that I'm ignorant about shit. Mm-hmm. And I and actually, I love being educated about certain things as long as there's not too much to read or anything. You know, I like the I like <laughs> the quick taken, yeah. I like the quick education. Yeah. Like, give me the cliff notes <laughs> so I could so I could battle my ignorance with like you know in the quickest way possible with less, as little effort as possible. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I think everyone should be more comfortable with everyone being ignorant. Yeah, I think like if someone says asks a question about black culture or something in the black community, they shouldn't get attacked. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think everyone should be more open to educating motherfuckers and, and not trying to cancel everybody, yo. Like, yeah, the yo, they, they're trying to cancel Virgin of, Virgil of Blau. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he donated $50. He donated $50 to, like, <laughs> to, to every... But come on, post, man. But to, come on. This is Virgil, man. It was, what, $50 who, to who every sells? protester towards their bail, right? Huh? Was it $50 towards no, every... No, just 50 One $50. No, just, one, $50. just one time? Yeah. 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 I misread it. But come on, this guy sells—he sells sneakers for fifteen hundred dollars. Let's explain something. Let's explain something. No, the regular price. The Louis Vuitton sneakers are fifteen hundred. Oh yeah, those are. Let's explain something. Let's explain something. (laughs) You know what I mean? Let's explain something. A bunch of DJs in Miami, a bunch of motherfuckers in Miami, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Started Dizza. Actually, our homie Dizza was like, "Yo, I am donating to like all of these bail funds, right? Yeah. All of these funds that are like." These uh, that are helping every all the protesters bail and and mm-hmm. just supporting BLM and all of this shit. Yeah, and everyone's like, I'm matching. This is fifty dollars. I'm matching fifty dollars. Yeah. Everybody's I'm, doing I'm it. I'm putting a hundred. I'm doing this. And I think Virgil was like, Yo, I'm in it too. Like I, I'm matching him. But I think he did it in in a in a in a response. Wait, he matched Dizza. He just matched everyone's fifty dollars. Everyone was putting fifty dollars in. But I don't think he thought about it. Like, damn, I should put five thousand. Yeah. I think he was just like I'm I'm part of y'all too like he's 50. You know what I'm saying? But, but this is yeah. Virgil though, man. I know, but I'm saying. I see what you're saying, but there's no Hold on, quick. That, yeah. that, that doesn't that, mean he should be canceled. No, 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 hold on. Well, but he should be called other, out though, though. Yeah, but people I was saying canceled even, man. People people are enraged about shit mm-hmm. and the problem is in our world there's nothing you can do on virtual in our vir- in the virtual world of social media. Mm-hmm. There's the most you can do is cancel somebody. Right? Yeah. 
And yeah, that's like that's the, there's nothing else you can do. You can't reform a motherfucker, right? Because you can't because you don't know because motherfuckers don't know Virgil. Yeah, they can't call up Virgil and be like, "Yo, you wilding for that shit." So the, what they're gonna do is like, "Yo, how could you do that?" They're gonna go on and on and on. They'd be like, "He's canceled." Mm-hmm. When he's the last person, motherfuckers should cancel. Do you why? understand? Why? Yeah, why? I think the symbolism of I think what who what Virgil stands for is bigger than a lot of shit to me. That people are criticizing him about. Okay. He is basically the first black designer and creative director to infiltrate the luxury world of high fashion. Okay. Uh-huh. That is a big deal. Right. Mm-hmm. He's also one of like the founders of just like bringing black culture into like the fashion world with Kanye. Him, Jerry Lorenzo, Don C, all of these dudes. Now, I'm not going to say that maybe them being in that business... They were caught up in that world a little too much. Mm-hmm. And maybe they lost sight of certain things or maybe misspoke on certain things, which is natural. But they don't need to be canceled. Yeah. Especially when motherfuckers like, you know, Virgil's like speaking out about how could you guys loot these stores? How could you loot round two? How could you loot all of them? And everyone's like, why the fuck you give a fuck about these stores? Mm-hmm. And they're right. And he's right, too. Because those are, in his eyes, those are his friends. Those are his yeah. peers. Mm-hmm. And he knows their passion for the culture and, and what they're doing. But that maybe came to his heart and his mind and his, and his brain first before the actual movement and the importance of the cause of what's going yeah. on. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not, but I'm that's, not saying he's need to be canceled. No, but that's what I'm saying is everyone needs to stop attacking motherfuckers for these things and they have to just kind of be they have to approach it differently on social media and I know that's impossible yeah well I think because people, everyone's gonna attack anybody yo people I don't wanna they shouldn't expect more from him before because of who he is because of who his stature because of what they probably think he's worth all these things they expect for him to be a little more generous than $50 yeah but that's 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 honestly like he has the right to give whatever he wants that's yeah. not that's mm-hmm. not the point of it the point of it is like the people don't have the right to know how much a motherfucker makes and how much he right. gives but I think that's part of their problem too is that we've put him into an idol idol status and we certain people idolize him and because they idolize him they they just expect the world honestly someone with marketing someone who knows marketing like him uh huh was not the smartest thing to put in his stories that he donated fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, so exactly, I, I yeah. think maybe in the in the heat of the moment he was looking at it like on some personal homie shit. Mm-hmm. Like yo, Dizza, I put my fifty two. Like I'm with you. Yeah, and it's kind of like, but you know, if, like, <laughs> well, you got a little more than fifty in the bank, man. You know, like, the thing is like other people don't. I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw his sneakers sell out. I know. I'm not lying. Like that motherfucker yeah. should have put five k, but at the same time, yeah. I think in his eyes he was like. Yo, well, like, you just want to be a part of this. Is a, these are a bunch of unknown motherfuckers in Miami, mm-hmm. and I, 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 I fuck with y'all cars in Miami, like what y'all doing locally from for like motherfuckers in Miami, mm-hmm. and I think that's what he was doing, but I don't think he was realizing like, damn, fifty dollars ain't shit, and motherfuckers are gonna come at me for putting fifty dollars in there. The things I saw, I saw Dizza post everybody that was matching him, and other people were giving more than fifty dollars. You can't just be like, Look, well, man. yeah, yo, I'm gonna match his fifty when. Somebody before me did buck fifty. Especially when you're Virgil. Come on, man. Yeah, but my whole thing is this: like, how many, how many, how many black individuals do you have in the fashion world, in his in his stature? Mm -hmm. And he wasn't raping women. He wasn't doing any anything illegal. He just 
he just put fifty dollars in yeah. when he should have. When everyone's expectation is like, "Yo, you're fucking millionaire. You should put like fucking half a million in there." It's like, "Yo, honestly, man, right, that's like if Jay Z was to put in fifty dollars." Exactly, how would you but that doesn't kill. It? But that doesn't make Jay Z like. But I'm gonna say cancel him out, but you could definitely call him out. You're for definitely just judging, judging exactly. Yeah, would you look at Kanye? Be like, what the fuck? Only fifty dollars, Kanye. I mean, yeah, but like, what? We don't know what he was thinking. Like, he was distracted or some shit. Like, yo, I match that shit. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. But do you know it's I'm not? Giving, it's not enough to be canceled. You think after he put the fifty dollars, he's like, oh shit, yeah. I only put, I meant to put three more zeros. <laughs> that fifty dollars, nah. at least two. Because the the problem, the problem is, <laughs> oh, man. oh man, they go they go get at me. And then hold <laughs> on, if you're gonna do it, that's cool. But here's the thing: the now. thing he promoted and he said, yo, just donate fifty dollars. Like, yeah, he put he put up the screenshot. That's even worse. Man, yeah. he was he put out the screenshot like yo, this is a Raul. I got, got you. you. I got y'all, man. Y'all my peoples. I got y'all, man. Without, yeah. But it's at the same time, he doesn't need to get canceled. And, but I'm and with should you. motherfuckers yeah. fuck with him? Like, yo, you can give more, yes. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like this is not someone that needs to get canceled or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you, Kirk. I mean, we're yeah. shitting. Nah, we're we're shitting we're yeah. shitting and giggling and shit like but nah. like that. But the things I yeah, what other people do is none of my concern. And I get it. Who am I to judge somebody donating just fifty dollars? Maybe behind the scenes he's doing way the fuck more. I mean, he probably you don't know. Like it's motherfuckers. But we're judging out for the fifty. What's Jay Z doing? What's Jay Z doing? I'm like, yo, he was on the phone with the fucking governor. Yeah, phone master Fletcher was on the radio Saturday. Was just going off. Like I don't know what he just like shitting on Jay Z. Oh, Jay Z haven't done this. Jay Z haven't done that. But you don't know. It's like this shit is bigger than what Jay Z's doing. But also, like you know what, man? Like there's so so. And this comes down to this, man. There's no leaders in America, yo. Exactly. No, There's no fucking sheep. leaders that we're no. going to celebrities, yo. Like we're and going that's to what exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like from the top down, is fucked because we, we shouldn't be looking to celebrities for answers. Exactly. But yeah. like, why are you even looking at like white designers, like Ronnie Fake? Like, why are you looking at him? Where's Ronnie? Like, <laughs> is he supposed to speak about black and like? Social injustice, and you know what I mean, dude. It's, I don't expect. I don't want. I don't <laughs> want to hear about him at all. About maybe like him, and you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I don't honestly don't want to hear about any of these motherfuckers on on social media talking about you know power to the black people. You know, I play black music <laughs> and da da da. Like, I don't want to hear that shit at all. Honestly, yeah. the one the, I, the one person that I was expecting was Killer Mike, and that's about it. Killer Mike, ki- like he bodied well, his. Yeah, page. he's an activist. Well, he's an activist. Yeah, but he's exactly. activist. So I'm expecting an activist Look, to do their job. Ti and Killer Mike, that's who I want to hear from. Yeah, mm-hmm. and actually, we should we should put those guys. And barely Ti, he just gets by. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, 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 no Ti did Ti did a lot when he got caught with those charges. So he's given by Ti is up there, man. And those are the people we need to put on on a bigger platform. Even I'm David Banner. That's another one. Yeah, those are the motherfuckers that we need to talk to, and that should speak for a lot of shit you know what i mean exactly like, yep to, to go up to all these celebrities and and especially white celebrities like what are white celebrities supposed to do what george clooney supposed to do exactly yeah. what is gordon ramsay besides like thinking the most this? they should be doing is educating people like here's where you can donate and here's what you can do mm-hmm. and that's what motherfuckers should do man mm-hmm. yeah and if there aren't any real changes that need to happen they need to be honestly aware of the changes that need to happen in their industry every industry needs to change even our yeah. own, even a nightclub and all these DJ shit. Yeah. 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 And I hate it because I judge some of these motherfuckers too. And I try not to judge motherfuckers. Okay. But like motherfuckers who go on live stream right now. I think people were kind of even feeling some type of way of D-Nice going on live stream. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. this weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, what are you doing? Like, you ain't even speaking up about this shit, but you're going you're gonna to DJ and shit? Like, he, was, he was raising money though. He was raising. And that's what my, my thing is that everyone is looking 
for anybody to really to point the finger and be to like, point why the finger and be like, why aren't you doing more? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you know what I'm saying? And I feel like it's so it's so wrong to do that. It's, it's not, not needed right when now. It's not anyone's mm-hmm. place to do that. Even though when I see certain motherfuckers who are doing like live streams and twitches, and I'm like, how how could y'all be on live stream right now playing like all of this happy ass music? Mm-hmm. And it, while these while these riots are going on and these protests are going on and this, and this looting's going on, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing maybe in their mind they're looking at it as okay, there's so much of this negative going on on in the world. Let me do something to take people's minds off of it. I mean, Let yeah, me go on and play. Just is that or is it that they're just not in a world where they know any black people? So or, just, or, it's, or, it's, or not, it's not affecting them the way it is affecting us. Oh yeah, no. The way we feel about it, I think, is completely different than probably how they do, and so they don't—they're not as attached. Do you think? Do you think any person, any non-black person who has a large group of friends who are black and and POC people of color, uh-huh. you think they could just go out on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon and have brunch right now? Probably not. They probably feel away. So you got to, you got to, and so do you think any person with that right mind who isn't somewhat disturbed on what's going on right now can go on a live stream and, and DJ a bunch of like club music I think it's possible but I don't think it's right I think they they're in their minds they think I'm that not they're judging doing I mean, right. mind you I'm not judging nobody I'm just seeing yeah. it from my point of view uh-huh. where like everything was so upsetting and I, I was processing everything and I was just looking to see what more was happening yeah. I didn't feel like playing music would heal anything mm-hmm. and especially playing like Black music wouldn't heal anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like an Asian dude playing black music right now would not be, would not, would not stand for anything. You're you know basically what I'm saying? just saying it's like it's not needed right now, but yeah. definitely not for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Like, but I'm gonna shoot some bell. Maybe that's the way they cope through shit. Maybe music is the way they cope through it, and then or maybe that's well, the only thing they know to do. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like, playing music, taking shots. Yeah, drinking while they playing. Yeah, that, that, yeah, a that's time. a little nuts. I was talking to one of my boys, and I that's was like, wait, wait, what are you trying to say? Like them having a good time on on live well, stream. Well, then it's like they don't. I mean, they're not feeling it the same way as like as I felt it. Like I was, like I said, this whole weekend, I was just like, this that's, whole thing fucked me. up. All I'm saying is, I saw a bunch of live streams that weren't that weren't focused on that were not necessary. It wasn't thinking about that, that, that yeah. or that had no relevancy to what was going on in the outside world. Yeah. 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 Where they were like having shots, taking like, yeah, it's time to take shots and I'm playing this <laughs> and I'm playing, hour, Mark. I'm playing this song, I'm playing this and like, I mean, it's like party time. some of our peers were that, some of these yeah. motherfuckers that yeah. I love and I, I really like yeah. a lot, they're, they're like, I don't need to hear the Beach Boys right now. You but know again, what I'm saying? Yeah. You partying. Well, do you like, think it's all And good. then you partying like, yo, like just because I got George Floyd behind me, like it's all good. I'm, 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 I'm making a difference. And, and, and once again, I don't think these people are racist. I, okay. I just think I don't think they're racist, and I think there's a level of ignorance, and I think there's a level Uninformed. of disconnect. Yes, yeah. they're disconnected, and they don't realize they disconnect. And I don't think they should be uh, crucified, and I don't think they should be yeah. judged or anything. But I, I do think they should be a little bit more aware mm-hmm. of going on Twitter and saying this is uncalled for. I'm with Black Lives Matter, and then going on a live stream and just doing something completely inappropriate. But maybe that stems from. People pressuring other people to say something. Exactly. It's it's unaware. There was a, it's like, uninformed. There's a bunch of motherfuckers that I love that, and that were tweeting them. out a bunch of shit, and I was like, "Damn, man, you ain't need to tweet that shit." You know it's what I'm like, saying? Like, dude, it's, it's the equivalent of me seeing all this shit happen and then calling never like, "Yo, let me go clean your pool real fast," and it felt like I did something for a black person. Like the equivalent of that is like that me cleaning his pool, me tweeting this is not gonna make. 
the situation any better. I don't know. Maybe cleaning a black man's pool does help <laughs> the situation. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> I feel. No, but I'm never like I feel much better. I know, right? My shit is clean. Some people cope. Some people cope by ignoring the situation. Yeah. And I think maybe that's kind of what they're doing, nah, just, just I, by saying like, I don't. I, I think, some people when they nah. deal with death, they they cry, they address it. Other people shut down and just ignore it and act like it didn't happen. That's you know crazy. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that, I think, like you nah, said, I they're think not what, bad I think, people. I think what you're talking about is is very different in what from way? disconnected and being indifferent. I think indifference is a completely different thing from being disconnected. But uh, as far as like if they're playing like music and acting like this shit is not going on, yeah. No, I think I think that's a level of disconnect. I don't think that's indifference. Or maybe that's the way they're coping. We don't know. We don't know how these people are processing. Because even shit. even even if like like I was having a conversation with my boy and I was like, "Yo, we're gonna, we're thinking about doing our Twitch. I think we're gonna try to go play some feel good music, just kind of like chill vibes." He's like, "What you mean? You're not gonna play like fuck the police and all this?" And just hearing him say it made me feel hella weird. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like oh, I don't know which one is right. We had, <laughs> we had an intention to go on Twitch and to actually talk. To have it be a forum so we could talk to certain DJs or anybody in our DJ community. Or listeners. Yeah, yeah. And our, our followers, our listeners to talk about what's going on. And, and I, we, I spoke with y'all and we, I said, we won't do most of the talking. Let these motherfuckers talk. Right. And let's, and let's play some music that can maybe be somewhat healing during this time. Right. Yeah. And these motherfuckers mean the, the listeners and the, listeners, the people in the yes. chat. Yeah. I call everyone motherfucker and I gotta stop it, but like that's because you you, you did that and you pointed towards them and I, I was like, let me clarify that up. But but to be honest, I mean, it didn't seem appropriate as things started to escalate and it it's like worse. Yeah. honestly, it's I think it's a better time for everybody to just reflect and really absorb what's going on right now. Yeah, that's why I really don't need to hear from anybody. Yeah, you know, and I, and even me myself, like anything can happen on Twitter, you know, like. Me going at this dude, uh, Corey, Corey Towns, Towns, when I was in complete agreement with him, I just don't think that we should give these people power like Ronnie Fig. We shouldn't give these people power like when I know he used to take advantage of like non like up and coming brands. Mm -hmm. He used to just try to have get free product for them and pocket all the profits. Yeah. When, you know, when me, myself, I had a store myself. Obviously, my store wasn't as big as Kith, but we were known for like putting no name brands on. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. You know, and, a lot, and we never wanted to like not pay them. Uh -huh. I always yeah. saw it as a partnership. Like me and Nev, I mean, how many brands did we put on? A lot of brands. Yeah, and then, before they blew up, before they blew up, and yeah. every and no one will ever admit like when we when we like every time the magic show will come to Vegas, everyone would see what new brands we got, and some of them would try to steal the brands from us. Yeah, right? mm -hmm. but every new brand we got, it was like it didn't always have a big name on it. And and that and we believed in the brand. Mm -hmm. One one example would be Daily Paper from from uh, Amsterdam. A, yeah, you know it's basically like an African brand, and I love that brand so much. Even to this day, they're huge right now. They're they're blown the fuck up. Yeah, but everyone like no one wanted to fuck with them. We fuck with them, and they blew up so big, yo, and so fast. Yeah, there's so many brands that we fuck with that were no names that we put on, and it became a partnership. We made more money. They made more money. Mm -hmm. We put more money into their photo shoots, and it was just like a good, a, an amazing partnership. And yeah. then when you look at like some of these successful businessmen like Ronnie Fig and Kith, and how th he took advantage of his power to take advantage of these up and coming brands. Yeah. Like, how are you going to tell somebody I'm placing an order, 
but I'm not going to pay for anything, and I'm going to pocket all the profits. And if that goes well, I might place another order after that. That's crazy. It might pay you. It might, it might pay, pay you. you. You might get some You know what I'm you saying? Might get money, yeah. Yeah. I'm, and Who I'm, uses that? To me, that it is an abuse of power. So how would, how would you expect someone like that? Like, what would be the value of hearing someone like that speak about social injustice? Do you understand what I mean? Because there's no moral or ethics. And not only that, it's like if he did come out with a statement or if he came out with a collection that people were like, oh my God, that touched me so much, your collection and everything. Where did it come from? Did it play, come from a place of good? No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the shit that bothers me. Yeah. Well, because I, think, I, know, I know the practices of some of these people. Yeah. And I know, and like we know some of these DJs up close. We know yeah. them in, like, uh, in person. Yeah. yeah. We know some of them are assholes in real life. And everyone worships them and thinks they're the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? We know some of the other dudes that people kind of overlook who are the actual GOATs. So everyone's perception is fucked up. And they're championing the wrong people, yo. Well, in I my think- eyes. And it's like, why do, why do we keep expecting these people who are false idols to speak on real shit? Because the fact that they we, we've become a society where... Money just gives you a voice, and so people think because yes. he has money, mm-hmm. yes. he has a voice in the matter. Like because instance, he's successful, he has a voice. He has right. a, he has a he's place. The absolute wrong person to right. have a voice. No knock against anybody, but I'm, I'm I heard ESPN this morning. They're like, oh, Tom Brady posted. No offense to Tom Brady, I don't need to hear from him. Yeah. Like he's great at what he does, but that doesn't mean he has a voice in this. Absolutely, and that but doesn't because it he, doesn't mean he's a better person. Exactly. You know, what, you know what's crazy? I was shocked that Jordan gave a statement because never have I looked in Darren's face. I never have but, I seen you, Jordan give a fucking. You know, you know he didn't write that shit. Though. You know, yeah, yeah, but it's a statement from his camp, and you never see this shit. So when I read that, I was like, "This is weird." Reading this, and that he put this shit out. You know what's deep about that? What I really feel. That the reason he gave a statement was because of the last the uh, last dance, because they went at him for not having a political voice mm-hmm. in the last dance. Yeah, and this was that. his opportunity to have a voice. To but make that up, was make up for that. Yeah, like when Killer Mike went up there, expected it. Yeah, but when Michael Jordan did it, I was like, "Fam, I did not expect this, and I didn't need this shit." But again, like, so I, wait, you you didn't appreciate his statement? No, because I didn't need it. You were shocked by it. I was shocked by it. And I'm a Jordan Nike So you consumer. think it was forced? Yeah. Yeah, but I think yeah, so. It was forced because he never, he never I think done he felt this obligated. shit. He felt obligated. He's never given back. Well, again, maybe he has in the behind the scenes. But like, there's an ongoing joke. Like, fuck them kids. Like, Jordan doesn't give a fuck <laughs> about kids. Just yeah, buy, he, just buy his, famous, <laughs> his famous statement was Republicans buy sneakers too. Yeah. <laughs> so that's always been Jordan. Like, yeah, that's what I'm dis- saying. He's, he's like, always been very diplomatic. So when I saw that, I was like, ah, why the f- I don't need this. Same thing with the NFL going out. I'm like, yo, Goodell, shut the fuck up because you never did this shit four years ago when Ka- Colin was taking a knee somewhere. Like, y'all banned him and blackmailed this guy that now you want to give a fucking statement? Yeah. Like, it's fucking nuts. Um, I kind of want to talk about Derek uh, Chauvin. Um, yeah, I mean, this dude had, he's getting, what, he was uh, arrested on third degree murder, mm-hmm. which is basically manslaughter, which is what, in, in, in a sense, you got to, you got to, what he, let me put it on one. Finally, this shit comes to you. Yeah, <laughs> so, hey, Jamie supposedly has a degree. Supposedly. I, I printed it out. I made it on, on Photoshop. <laughs> has a degree in what? What is it? In criminal justice. In criminal justice. 
Bachelor. I don't believe this I gotta shit. see that <laughs> shit. I don't, I don't believe you, man. That's gonna be the cover for this. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm not putting that. So wait, I, I want to know. Basically, third degree is involuntary manslaughter. What yeah, is it? It's basically like first degree is premeditated. Premeditated. Murder. You you had you knew what you was doing. Like you got the gun and you were. I wanted him dead. You wanted him dead. Second degree is uh, kind of in in the heat of passion. Yeah. It's accidental, right? Yeah, in a sense, yeah. So it can be self defense. Self defense. Be... Yeah, there, I mean, this thing. It's very thin lines amongst all these degrees. So when let's say me and Darren got into a fist fight, he beat the shit out of me so bad that I died. That would be second degree murder. Yeah. Now if I was driving a car, which I wouldn't drive a car, but obviously, <laughs> but in this imaginary world we live in, if I was driving a car and Neva and D were in the car and I crashed the car and they pat and they died, that would be manslaughter, which would be. Third degree murder. Okay, third degree is basically drunk driving. You hit somebody, you kill somebody, that's drunk driving. Because you know you had the malice of driving, knowing that this shit is dangerous. Taking a risk. Yes. Manslaughter, I'm driving, and so happens fucking... Uh, uh, right. Me and D, well, me and somebody else getting in an accident. I, no, I've, I've, I, in, knowing full well, I put other people's lives in danger. That's third degree. That's the manslaughter is me and him getting a car accident and he dies. Okay. Accidentally. Like it, it just it, it was Where, I, no malice, no. It wasn't intentional. Manslaughter yeah. is basically you don't really have any uh you're not you're not accused of anything because yeah. it was just bad. No control. It, it no was control. like bad place, bad time. Yeah. yeah. But then there's like really, really thin lines where if somebody comes into your house and you do self defense and they're in your property in your space. That can be considered manslaughter as well. So first degree, second degree, third degree, obviously. First he should have got first degree. It's what we're trying to get to here. Yeah, for sure. Third degree is a very, they were trying to save him. That's being nice. Yeah, that's yeah. being nice. And this is me, like I, like, I have a criminal justice degree. All my teachers, all my professors, all people that tutor me were all LAPD, mm-hmm. ex-LAPD, mm-hmm. or ex-law enforcement, or current law enforcement. So I see... Um, I see why they can give them third degree because they're trying to protect their own. Yeah, as a cop. Mm-hmm. As a cop. Like he was doing his job, but he it was excessive. If anything, he should have gotten second degree murder. He should have got first. I first mean, yeah, he should have gotten, but at the least he should have gotten second, second degree. Because he knew putting his knee in somebody's windpipe. Right. And by the way, one of my teachers, um, one of my professors, he was in charge he was instructor at the LAPD Academy, which they teach you how to arrest somebody, how to detain somebody, how to do this shit. Yeah. And when the Eric Garner situation happened with the chokehold, mm. he was like, we don't teach that. We don't teach... Yeah, there's no chokehold move, right? There's no chokehold move, and there's nowhere where you can put somebody to sleep or make them unconscious. Right. That's why you have a stun gun. That's why you have handcuffs. Right. So when somebody put... You put your knee on somebody's neck, you know they can... They can choke, right? So he he should have got and that that choking shit has been illegal and has it has, I mean since, since the what since do the right thing when fucking when Brady Raheem got choked got out to death yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. this is to, so yeah they're trying to protect them again and that that movie was one yeah and look what is that fuck I mean thirty years later right yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 32. it's still relevant. That's fucking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so they don't they don't teach you to do shit like that. Like when somebody's handcuffed. By the way, they detained him for a fraudulent ten dollar bill. So that ended up being real. That ended up being real. When you have somebody like that, 
there's steps. When you put him in handcuffs down on the floor, boom, he's there. There's no fucking way he's going to escape from you. There's four other officers. Right, right. But here's the question that I want to know. What's up? They want to arrest the other three officers. Yeah. Rightly so. What is, what is the culture of cops to protect one another? Of course. Right? It's like a gang. It's a gang. And they never want to admit that anyone is in the wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. In public. Yeah. Is that ever, do you think that could ever change? I don't think so. Well, it's because so. hey, they're still going back to the to the office. But the thing is, on Twitter, you're seeing videos of a lot of black officers, black chief of police, mm-hmm. uh, even white chief of police yes. that were kneeling. I mean, in a perfect world, right, with the protests, in a perfect world, the police would have been escorting the protesters. Right. They mm-hmm. would have been monitoring them and escorting them to safety. They should have given. Yeah. They, they, they should have been with them instead of against them. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. They should have been kind of with them, sound like we got your back. Keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, any cops that were getting emotionally involved, who were feeling angered by what the protesters were saying, mm-hmm. should have should have gotten sent home. Yeah, I don't think the culture. I don't think the culture is going to change. And here's my opinion on why. In the police culture, um, I feel like there's a code that they live by to where they need to be able to trust each other. Right. And mm-hmm. if they feel for a second that they can't trust you, they're going to isolate you. Mm-hmm. And I think all those guys feel like they can trust each other and have each other's back. And that creates that culture of not saying when I did something wrong or right. holding each other accountable. It's basically it's, yeah, turning the cheek. Yeah. It's, it's sad because if you look at any other profession, the, the law profession, you have the bar mm-hmm. that holds you accountable in the medical field. You have certain things that you can lose your medical license. Yeah. You can lose, you know what I mean? Like when you're a firefighter, all these other professions, but it's just for whatever law enforcement, there's such a tight knit that they're, they're going to always keep each other accountable and they're not going to allow anything to infiltrate that. Yeah. And that's the scary thing is I don't know how, they, how you're going to break that culture. Yeah, because uh, they have to. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it goes back to, I mean, I, I grew up in Silver Lake and where I live at, part of Silver Lake, it's under the jurisdiction of the Rampart Police Department. If anybody knows the Rampart Police Department, it's the most corrupted department, police department in L.A. And because of Rafael Perez. I don't know if you guys know who Rafael Perez is. No. Basically no. is... Rafael Perez? Rafael Perez. Basically, you guys seen the movie Training Day? Yes. Yeah. yeah. His, the way he was as a cop is the way, is... How Denzel was. The, yeah. Basically, Denzel... So, Rafael was, Perez was Denzel Washington in Training Day. Yes. And he was... Like part, a, a corrupt fucking cop. Yeah. He was also... It, it, like, he goes back to... He probably killed Biggie Smalls. It's... it's he oh, was yeah, yeah, He okay. was just a bad cop, right? He was the dude with the mustache, right? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. Po- the Puerto Rican guy with the red suit. So, what, what, what it was, my... One of my main professors, the same one that was teaching at the academy, was his instructor. Mm. And he taught him the ethics and the morals and everything as a cop. So when Rafael Perez got caught up stealing drugs, about $800,000 worth of cocaine from the evidence room and shaking down, shaking down the gang members, taking their drugs and selling it back to them, like there's that code that people say, oh, well, cops are going to be cops this and the third. No, there's actual... It's, there's, there's it's like, the, the code of silence. Yeah, the code of silence. Mm-hmm. And Rafael Perez did that shit. So in this case... He took down, when he got caught, he took 77 other officers from the same police department with him when mm-hmm. he got caught up with that, doing right. that shit. So it's, there's, there's. Because everyone has different levels of dirt, mm-hmm. right? One may have fucked up on an arrest and someone covered for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
and another may have fucked up on something larger. Right. But yeah. everyone has dirt on somebody for something fucked up. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I mean, <laughs> so there, there is a, there's a, there's a thin line of who's what in the police department. Everybody knows who's corrupt and right. this and the third. But maybe if you're corrupt, but you know some shit about me, yo, you don't know it, I don't know it, we keep it the same. Well, it's one, also one of those things is that, like, I don't know if you guys know about Serpico, Frank Serpico. Yeah. Like the mm-hmm. movie, also Serpico, you know, when, when, there's a, when there's a serious call and let's say you're in the middle, like you're, you're one of those good cops that really isn't corrupt at all. Mm-hmm. And people are kind of shaky, think that you might be telling them with internal, uh, what is it? Internal affairs. Internal mm-hmm. affairs, or they don't, they don't really know, like, they're like, yo, I can't really trust that dude. Mm-hmm. They can put you on harm's way and not come for backup when you exactly. need backup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, a lot of that shit happens with cops to the point where they're like, look, my life is on the line because I'm not playing game with all these other cops. They're not going to have my back when shit hits the fan. Yeah. They're going to let me get shot or they're going to leave me alone mm-hmm. and not call no, for no come type for of backup. backup. Yeah. 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 And that's what I'm saying. That's the scary thing about this culture is that how do you break that cycle? Mm-hmm. You still want to have a, a cop's back. You want them to have each other's back and be able to trust each other. But when you have dirt, it's like this guy may snitch on me. So I don't want to. I don't necessarily want to have him in my precinct or I don't want to have him in my squadron yeah. riding with me because I know – in any moment, if I do something a little shaky, he might go to the to the internal yeah, affairs. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to fuck with this dude, and they isolate him, and then you know what I mean. It, it's all kinds of shit. How do you change that culture? Like, where does it even start? Because even going back to what happened um, when four officers, or three other officers, are standing next to him while he has his knee on Floyd, it's like fam, like they had his back. They they had his back, and then there was two other ones on his lower back. Mm-hmm. Like pressuring him down, like, not, e- not even not looking only, concerned. But not only yeah. that, they did look concerned to me. Uh-huh. Like the Asian dude looked concerned, but at the same time, he could have been a superior officer. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, and they they all kind of look like we're following his lead, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because they all look kind of younger than him. Yeah, than David definitely. Ch- yeah, yeah. Siobhan or whatever his name yeah, is, Shalvin. Shalvin. Yeah, um, they all look younger than him, so it looked mm-hmm. like they were following his lead. But yeah. you saw the um, recently they had footage of um, they had um. George Floyd in the um, backseat of the car, and they yeah. was beating him up. Yeah, before they had him on the floor. Yeah, and then so, the Asian guy was just looking at him. It, it really, I don't know, man. I feel like there's there's maybe probably more to the story than we know. And then also, um, Derek um, Chauvin, 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 just call him Officer Chauvin, Chauvin, and George Floyd. They knew each other. They did security together. They worked together. Yeah, but the, they were saying that what they were saying that there isn't any. Uh, there's Connection. no evidence exactly yeah, at of first, them knowing each other at first they said it was a restaurant then they said they did a nightclub a nightclub so yeah so. no but then even I think the owner of the nightclub said they didn't know each other exactly because it was yeah. two totally different shifts shifts yeah. so I don't know what the fuck was going on yeah but yeah I mean it's a small world but I mean you saw that motherfucker's rap sheet and you, you tell me that that's not a normal rap sheet oh, like, nah. that's not I mean, a normal record for a police officer right he should have been nah, he should have been fired. Fired. Yeah, he, he had a he had a nasty one in oh he had, it was bad since oh eight he's been trouble. But that's what I'm saying is like he yo, shot an um, unarmed black man in two thousand eight. Yeah, he should have been gone since then. But, and that's and that's the thing is that they're not holding like there's one thing to be like look we protect our own and there's another to be like yo we're protecting absolute fucking criminals. And yeah. also yeah. I I mean I'm not making no bell no I'm not shooting no bell but it's also these are smaller cities in the cities that we're from. L- LAPD, you know, five million people. 
there's a lot of police departments. New York has the biggest police department in the in, in the states. Right. So it's there's more of a personal thing in these smaller state in smaller cities because everybody knows each other. Right, right. So I'm gonna shoot him more bell. I'm gonna give him a little bit more slaps on the wrist. I'm gonna give him more of this because in LAPD shit don't fly. NYPD though shit don't fly. You're out. You yo. There's 50 other candidates ready to go. So basically it. And there's other somebody in the bottom rank coming up for your shit. But it's it's these smaller cities that you can get away from with shit. That, that's why you never hear something happen in Las Vegas or New York or any of these fucking big cities because shit's not going to happen. Like it's, it's weird because even on Instagram and social media, I was noticing a lot of like Vegas locals, uh, a lot of people in our industry, uh-huh. yes. in the nightlife industry, were on the side of like the of uh, Las Vegas police. Just saying like, yeah. yo, like these protesters... You know, like, it's a waste of time. What are they doing here? Like, yeah, yeah. George Floyd isn't even from Vegas. Like, he's in Minneapolis. Why are they doing this here? Yeah. It makes no sense. And you could just tell that there's a disconnect, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unawareness. Where, where motherfuckers... It was like, I like, could say, people we knew, that was just, they was commenting on, like, crazy shit. Like, oh, they should be doing something. Oh, they have nothing else better to do. Yeah, that shit was wild. I'm not going to name names, but I know the guy that said that. And Same. I, like, Really disappointed me. I was just like, "Wow, this this motherfucker really said that shit." Yeah, and even even people commenting. You know, I I posted a video of Cuomo, and the reason why I posted that Cuomo video is because he did well. I mean, he spoke so so clearly about the situation mm-hmm. that there is no way you can argue with it. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is not a one time incident, and that was the thing that I got from it. This is. A chapter in a long fucking history book. And, and a mm-hmm. book that is never ending and has yeah. no conclusion at all. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's going to be protests like the shit has hit the fan. Yeah. You're just yeah. continuing to open up the same wound over and over and over, over. and over again. And trying then, to cover it up with different things, not ever letting it heal because the underlining shit has never been addressed. And and I, I agree with a lot of my friends and, and a lot of the people that are saying the looting and the property destruction is a is a distraction to the bigger picture. Well, to the bigger yeah, to the bigger message and the bigger yeah, problem. Exactly. Which is like, you know, which is black men are getting killed. Yeah. Uh on camera mm-hmm. and there's no consequence for it at all. No. And that's and that's really what the story is. Mm-hmm. And how could you argue with that? How could you even bring up looting and all of that shit? Like of course we don't want looting. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it it shouldn't deter us from the actual message of what's going on. You and know why what I mean? this is all happening. Yeah, and I just think there's a disconnect. And we, we got to... These people who don't know this shit are ignorant. Yeah. And it, we ha- it's our job to educate them on this shit. Yeah. In, I, in, a, in a civil and kind way. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Depending on how fucking civil and kind they are, obviously. But it's one of those things where I... I think about it sometimes and I'm like, yo, what kind of industry am I in? You know, like, what, what kind of world am I working in right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where this is like, they don't understand this shit yeah. at all. And they're on the side of like, you know, Las Vegas PD. We're like, Las Vegas PD should be on the side of the protesters, yo. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's nothing to fight about. Like, there's, no, there's nothing mm-hmm. to, to argue about, yo. Just to think, like, 
If motherfuckers, if motherfuckers break the law and kill innocent people, they should go to jail. Right. It's right, as simple right as that. It's as simple as that. And everyone's like, well, what are y'all protesting for? Um, he, you know, the, the killer got arrested. And I'm like, the motherfucker <laughs> only got arrested because they were protesting, exactly. yo. Because, yeah. And because there was a video of it. Not only that, but like motherfuckers like that, those trials last forever, yo. Yeah. They don't actually get a charge for like a year sometimes. Yeah, yeah. shit, the no, Rodney so, King thing went on for two years. It's three yeah. years sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, the fact that he got charged and arrested in, like, a span of, like, this weekend, right after the protest, that's fuck, That's the fastest fucking yeah. arrest but, charge yeah. I've ever seen on, on a crooked cop. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's more so yeah. because this shit was hitting the fan. Yeah. 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 And it was like, why, okay, if we put him away now, all right, cool. You know, we, this is going to calm down. The pressure was on that DA in Minnesota and the government, the governor. And I think a part of the frustration, too, is that we tried peaceful po- protesting and we saw where that got us. And so this is the aftermath of the peace. But like, they've, this been, is, they've been peacefully protesting since fucking Trayvon Martin. That's eight yeah, years ago. Yeah. I mean, 2016. And so what do you expect? Was the, was you, the don't biggest... you don't acknowledge the pro- peaceful protest. What other options is there? Yeah. Yo, 2000, 2016, the shit was hitting the fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Black Lives yeah. Matter was everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. If, if you didn't see, like, every, I'm seeing all of these memes and I'm seeing all these videos and all of these quotes that came up in 2016. And I'm like, yo, that's dope. But that shit ain't helping. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the same thing over and over again. And everyone's retweeting the same quotes and the same memes and the same videos like, and shit. They was doing them back in two, six, you, 2016. Years What's her name? Jane Elliott, right? Is it Jane Elliott? I've seen that video tons of times. I've seen that. I remember you showing me that video. Yeah. When when we, um back in 2012 or 13 some yeah. shit like that yeah it even looks old yeah, <laughs> it's, from, it's from like the 90s and eight. I don't know when yeah. the fuck it's from keep, 2000s they keep bringing it back but I'm saying like <laughs> we like I, look that should be spread and it should be an awareness thing but it's like I really hope this isn't some tactical thing for election year which I'm I'm, I'm thinking it is because the same Fair. shit happened in, four years ago. In yeah. 2016, election year. 2012. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's kind of crazy to me that this is all happening on election year. Right, because we're not even and black talking li- about... And Black Lives Matter is coming up again. And then what happened with Colin Kaepernick, right? 2016. Mm-hmm. NFL. What happened with that, yo? You know what I'm saying? Like, nothing's happened. Nothing's changed, no. yo. Yeah. What's scary to me also is that... um. I know, you guys seen Made in America, the O.J. Simpson uh, documentary, the 30 for 30? I saw some of it. No. Yeah. So, so yeah, they were I, talking listen. about after the verdict um, when he was acquitted, Yeah, the police went even harder. Like they went even harder at African-Americans and arrests and like everything went up like a, a crazy percentage. And yeah. it's like mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a vicious cycle. Like all this is going to do is right. entice more brutality because they're going to look at people when they get pulled over is violent they're going to look at all these things they're going to remember well, these they're protests they're going to see them as the enemy yo. yeah so when they get pulled over now it's like even scarier and it's just going to be a, conti- a consistent cycle but what, you know do what, you, I mean? what do you do man like what do you do with the youth because the youth is out there right they mm-hmm. don't give two fucks bro yeah but the, here's the thing and this is that shit is this is the thing that I, I loved about Killer Mike's speech there's a lack of leadership out there yes there's a youth that are passionate mm-hmm. they want to make some changes they don't know how to make change yo mm-hmm there was a, a, a there was a tweet about one of the kids who robbed round two, mm-hmm. and he he looted that shit. And the next day, while the owner was assessing the damage to his store, one of the kids 
went back and gave him the shit back. It was like, I don't know why I took it. And it just goes to show you the misplaced anger and, and the, the direction that these, this youth is going in. They need leaders mm-hmm. to like lead them in the right way, yo. There's no guidance. There's no guidance at all. And there's all this passion and they want to make a difference, but no one's telling them what's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you got it, and like Bobby Hundred said, the, the past 10 to 20 years, we've been brainwashing these kids to think that the only thing that matters is success. Is building a brand status and your status and, and product and all of yeah. these things. And it's like, yo, like that shit does not matter at all, yo. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of matters, but it doesn't really matter in the long scheme of things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And I don't I don't know, man. Like, it's funny that this happens this year, right? It's like God, if there's, there's so much happening this year. Yeah. It's, it just won't stop. It just keep going and going. I mean, we're slowly going, reaching November will be here in a few months. Dude, we're and barely we're in June talking, today. We're not talking about anything election wise. And there's like no it's, it's, there's no candidates that represent us at all. Yeah. No. None of them. Biden is like, I don't know like how to explain that. That's like it's like, it's like if I'm calling a cab and a horse and wagon comes up. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'll take the horse and wagon. I gotta get to work. But I need I, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah, get and to where like, you're going. Even if ninety percent of the population votes, it's like who do you trust? And then there's so many politics within the politics, there's so many money exchanging hands. Like yep. I could have the most morals ever. But if someone comes for me, comes for me and say, "Hey, I have a million dollars for you to push mm-hmm. this agenda," my morals may go out the window. Yeah, and that's Fuck that's it. scary. You know what I mean? But don't we you think? About this but, don't, but don't you think that's? Don't you think that's exactly what America gets for pushing individualism? Yeah. Even mm-hmm. though individualism is important, we've spent so many decades saying how being individual is like. What sets us apart from everybody? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. now we can't even come together. It's impossible for us to come together. Even when I look at the protests and everything that's going on, mm-hmm. there isn't even a unified movement in the protests. Yeah, <laughs> because everyone's looking at these protests, right? There's there's actual people who care, who were stopping property damage, who were stopping looting. They were they were there to protest and to fight for social injustice. For Black Lives Matter. Then you had looters in there, right? And looters were there mixing up with people. I mean, there were stories of like, there was all these stories in LA of like all the looters were like rich white kids pulling up in Range Rovers and Teslas from other neighborhoods coming to loot all of these stores. Bro, I saw (laughs) on Fairfax, I saw um, a BMW i8 pull up and hit Soul Stage, one of the consignment uh, sneaker stores in in the block. And but a, a BMW i8 is a hundred and fifty thousand dollar car. Yeah, and there's even stories of uh, white supremacists that are out yeah. there just fucking shit up because they know to be blamed. And, and, exactly, anarchists yeah. doing that as well. Anarchists. Yeah. Uh, there's all this blame on like uh, and what is it, Antifa? Yes, which is like mm-hmm. an anti-fascist group. And I don't know shit about them. I talked to Ross Warren a little bit about it, mm-hmm. and basically it's a fascism group. But they're like not even a threat. But obviously Trump is going to make them seem like. They're the cause of all of this shit. Yeah, yeah. But there's yeah, so many, there's at. so many hands at play, and there's so many agendas. Even with these protests, mm-hmm. it's like we can't even come together to protest. No, there isn't. It isn't. It isn't even like a simple black against white. It's just so many things at play with people manipulating everything, mm-hmm. and it's like nothing is clear. Yep. And every and everyone has an opinion. Everyone's like. 
you know, some people were talking to me like, how could you how could you support these rioters? How could you support these rioters? They're mixing up rioters with looters and protests. And I'm like, yo, fam, totally different. You, you're mixing a bunch of people up. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. that you're you're classifying them in the wrong categories. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the message gets all fucked up. Now you have a whole bunch of people with a bunch of opinions and they're losing sight of the actual message, the yeah, big yeah. message. And, and, and that's what they want. You know what I mean? In the end, is that they want all of this shit to destroy America even further. Yeah, in yeah. my opinion, everyone yeah. has an agenda. Yeah, and that's the same thing that happened with Kaepernick. Like the message got so lost. All yeah. it became about was him being disrespectful because he's kneeling at an NFL game. When the message was talking about exactly what's going on is police brutality, injustice, innocent people losing their lives at the hands of police officers. That whole message got erased because all it became about was him kneeling. Disrespecting. Mm-hmm. And that's right. almost the same narrative we're looking at now is the message is being lost because we're so concerned with the aftermath and the rioting and all that thing. But those are the things that America kind of created mm-hmm. Yeah, with this false sense of freedom, the false sense of security, all these things that we're supposed to, like, freedom and justice supposed to be for all, but it's really not. All these things are just lies. They're just smoke and mirrors. And mm-hmm. people are fed up and they're emotional and it comes out in the form of writing. Yeah. And all these other countries are looking at us like, wow, America was full of shit. And yeah. they're falling apart. They're looking at us like, yo, they like look at these motherfuckers. These motherfuckers the are a mess. Well, yeah. yeah, well we are a young country. That's how we get pinpointed and we look stupid and we're the young kids on the block. That's what it is. We're, we're, the, uh, we're the young kids on the block. We're the young kids on the block. <laughs> the young nation. We're the, the young block. nation. <laughs> we're the youngest. We're the youngest country. And then what's crazy is like all this shit is going down. Where is Donald Trump? I haven't it's seen like, one tunnel, but like, baby. But who cares, man? Like, oh, who but we need a, this our president. We need a president. Our president. It's Unfortunately, like, yeah. I, mean, I get tired. I get tired shit. of. I get tired of motherfuckers who keep going to the same people to disappoint us. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's the same thing you were preaching earlier. Yeah, it's like why do we keep going? Like. You know who Donald Trump is for the last four years, if yeah. not before it's that. Up. Well, yeah, Why do you expect that, yeah. anything poignant to come out of this motherfucker? Like, yeah. of course not. So, like, nah, just to give me an example, like how fucked up we are right now as a country. Dude, the way the the White House got lit up last night was crazy. Which what the the White House when they got they were like outside being protested and they basically turned off all the lights at the White House. It was fucking crazy. Like, I've never seen the White House. Like that. No, never. That shit looks distressed. I've never thought that yeah. people could take over a precinct and set it on fire. Yeah. yeah. Dude, there's a lot of shit that I never thought was going to happen that i seen this past weekend. This year alone. I hate to say it, but when I saw that precinct on fire, I was actually hopeful that change might come about. Because yeah. I feel like it was very... That was very humbling for the police to see. Yeah. And also to have some self-reflection like, yo, we fucked up. For the people to be so outraged... That they burned our precinct down. Yeah, I felt like that's you have to have some type of self reflection. You can't think these people are evil. But then when the looting started, it just became like, yo, like these people are animals. It's a free for all. Like yo, bro, the way they were throwing shit at cop cars, burning them shits up. That shit was crazy. I don't want to see in the media that it was all black people because it wasn't all black people. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was all. all, And that's gonna be muddled. Of course. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I was hearing the exact opposite. There was a lot of fucking white kids doing a lot of the looting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even, you can see it on the even videos. Ross won in Santa Monica. He said he was at the protest and he saw a bunch of white kids just like 
antsy, just like waiting to Dude, loot some shit. They looted a van store. I don't see no brothers looting a van store. <laughs> <laughs> the only brother that I've You're not going to find too many brothers in Santa Monica. Maybe a Nike, but did not, you, not a van. Did you say you even saw you saw someone in New York who saw all the people robbing um, the, yeah. the shit in Soho? Yeah, um, my girl, she um, she works at a bar that's near um, the Kip shop, yeah. and they have cameras outside. And she was like showing me the cameras. Like you could see the kids like coming out the Kip store with like bags of shit. They're just like and it was like all white kids just like going rummaging through the clothes that they they just took out from Kip. That shit's crazy. It's it's uh that shit seeing that shit in Soho last night really hurt, man. Cause I I yeah I saw they went to the what was it StockX. They broke into StockX. They broke into Kip. The, the Rolex shop. The Rolex shop. Anybody that can was get crazy. it. It was like I I like hung out. The whole that, that area, like all my life, hung out there around there just to see what was going on. It was just like, damn. This when shit, I saw the Rolex, I was like, damn. I mean, they broke into <laughs> in LA, didn't they break into a Mercedes Benz? Yeah, dealership? they were stealing fucking G wagons, G wagons and six series is just coming out. Like, where are they? Where are they? How? Quarter million cars. It's fucking insane, bro. Look, look listen. Like a, this look like a scene out of Gone in sixty seconds. I I, I can relate to never because when when I seen Fairfax, the way Fairfax looked, I was like, what the fuck? Even so. I'm not a big fan of them, and and the, the it's a it's a hate and love relationship with Flight Club, mm-hmm. but seeing Flight Club get hit like that, I wasn't. Just, I, see it, all them broken windows. This like and it's gonna be boarded up. It's gonna look. It's gonna look abandoned. It's gonna look. Yeah, it looks like a fucking war zone. Yeah. Melrose looks crazy, but seeing Flight Club the way Flight Club, the love and hate relationship everyone has with Flight Club in the sneaker world because of the high prices and the and the way they carry themselves. Yo, they lost a lot of fucking money that, yes, uh, Saturday at Flight Club. Like, I know consigners, like I was saying, one of my buddies, he has 26 shoes at Flight Club. Or it was actually 44 shoes, I'm sorry. 44 Mm -hmm. shoes equivalent to $26,000, all fucking gone. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm like, he's like, dude, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. That's lost. And that's lost. And that's one consigner. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. These resellers are gonna get the insurance, even the the insurance money. I mean, even ne- never we went through insurance. We got burglarized at new a few times. Uh, yeah, but they took a couple of a couple of things. They didn't take. They no, robbed no, no, the no, whole no. store. But even still, the insurance only covers a portion of that shit. Like yeah, maybe thirty percent. Yeah, yeah. Riff said, mm-hmm. uh, "Yo, people have this misconception about all these stores having insurance. Yeah, but they're only gonna cover twenty percent of a million dollars." So that's two hundred thousand. That's only two hundred thousand dollars. Are they, they going to be open up or? Well, there's a the question: Would you want to open up if they rob new? Would you want to open up? I think we would open up if you they would. Have, so? if that would happen to us. Yeah, we would be open. It's an in-house. You guys are in-house brand. These are stores that carry other people's product. I mean, we carry we other carry, people's yeah. product too. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And we had an in-house brand, but me and Neville would have been like. Nikki Diamonds, Nikki Diamonds State. Shout out to him. Shout, Shout out, out to Nikki Diamond Diamonds. Supplier, yeah. Nikki Diamonds and Hall of Fame. Yeah, both of those guys. Hall of Fame. Those motherfuckers stayed in um in their and the, store and yeah. the rooftop. Mm-hmm. They yep. they were they were throwing shit at people. Like were they? No, not throwing shit, but like yo, like don't f- like we're here, like fam. I honestly think if even if me and Neville we stood out there, you know, 
I don't think motherfuckers would have looted nah. the shit. No, nah. but it, it would have been more than just us. We would have had like a whole crew of yeah. motherfuckers there. <laughs> we would have been there with bats. But, but the, the whole thing is it, the intention of us being there would be obviously to protect our business. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it would also it wouldn't be for us to fuck people up either. Nah. It would just be nah, to be honestly would. to let motherfuckers know we are on the common ground as they they are. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think the misconception that motherfuckers have is like these store owners are like multimillionaires and they're making a ton of money and of a lot course. of them are. Some yeah. of them are just barely getting by, yo. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you're noticing a lot of these huge corporations are just getting by too because yeah. when the pandemic hit, they couldn't even survive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like yeah. they, was just getting back on their feet doing the curbside pickup for a lot of their stores and they got fucking hit like this. And but I've been telling you, yo, retail, the concept of brick and mortar retail is dead. Do you understand? And mm-hmm. it's dead for a bunch of reasons. There isn't a workforce there to work for retail anymore. And the way people consume products now is totally different. So everyone has to really find a new approach for how everything should be with retail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it and when people were looting like Soho and all of these rich places, yeah. I actually didn't give a fuck. Because I'm like, at least they're not destroying their neighborhoods. Yeah. yeah, they're going yeah. to these other these rich neighborhoods and they're fucking it up. And it reminded me of like, I don't know, this is dumb. Like, the, like the Dark Knight Returns with Batman. Mm-hmm. Remember what Catwoman was telling him? Like, y'all had it so good for so long. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and there's a storm coming and shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. what did she say? There's a storm coming, Mister Wayne. <laughs> you and your friends uh, better batten down the hatches because when it hits, you're gonna wonder how you ever thought you could live so large and leave so little for the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. yo, that is literally. What the fuck happened this weekend, yo? Yeah. It's like, fuck capitalism. You guys put so much importance to all of this shit. Mm-hmm. And we t- we just went in there and we took all that shit. Like, Same thing as like the Joker. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think our whole approach on what America's built on is in question. Has changed. Everything, man. Like, yeah. nothing can be the same anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, man. Well, a lot of things look... Uh, yeah. Anything looks unimportant right now. And then with the protests going on, can this affect the second wave of the coronavirus? Dude, everyone forgot about that Everybody forgot about that shit. I was, I was shit, thinking that too. I'm like, well, I wonder what... Like, with all these people, thousands of people gathering, is that going to affect, like, the numbers? Because, I mean, shit, half the people are not wearing masks. Yeah. Like, they probably... That was, probably the, last thing, that was probably the last thing together. on their mind is there wearing masks. There was like, a six feet apart... People just didn't care Looted. anymore. People didn't were handing out water bottles, sharing water bottles, bro. It's <laughs> like a cricket face. It's too much to take, man. It's just like I don't. I almost don't, that's that's how I felt the whole weekend. I is it bad like, that that was one of the first things I thought it was like what? Nah, up that with shit. COVID? That shit look crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't know. What, what if no cases spike up this this next week? That's impossible. <laughs> Imagine it's impossible. it don't. <laughs> It's impossible. Then we're going to start questioning so much. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have a lot of questions. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to be like, yo, fam. I already have a ton of questions. I have no answers. I don't know. Because I don't think, I don't think, I think, I don't think it's possible to reform the police. The no, that, that's a. Um, you either, you either got to like fire everybody and start from the jump. And how is that possible? You can't do that. Yeah. Or it's going to get worse. Like you just said, where after the Rodney King riots, right? Yeah. The police became more aggressive because they they yeah. didn't feel like they were accepted anymore, and they really felt like the enemy. Yeah, and, and the people became the, the enemy, right? They took it out. On they the took public. it out, and we we already saw that where a lot of police. And this is the thing: is that a lot of the police were instigating a lot of the violence. They become a, yeah. way yeah. over aggressive. Yeah. yeah, they were almost to the point where like the audacity of y'all motherfuckers to test us, yeah, mm-hmm. and to question us. You know what I mean, like. 
this is our city kind of that's the way yeah. they, they kind of like treat it mm-hmm. like, the way one of those cops shoved that young lady was just disgusting yo New York PD Ooh. don't give a fuck that's all I got they always been like that though they that's, ran that's over people new, bro that shit was nuts yeah, and the like, barricades shit man NYPD is no fucking joke which you're yeah. right they're like the nerve of you to like try, to try us to test you? us and test our authority you stepped we, up to us oh, cute yo I, I, I have a story I was 10 years old well, I have an uncle he's well off he's uh has a house in Palos Verdes California so anyone that knows Palos Verdes it's it's way what would you say south no it's uh yeah more west more west like southwest area of California and it's a beautiful city that overlooks Catalina Island it's so money my uncle, it's mad money over there my uncle money. lives there and then, so every year, my family would have our family reunion there. And so at this at this beautiful park, so me and my cousins, I'm like 10 years old. We were like wandering around being kids. There's a store across the street. We wander to the store. It's like a 7-Eleven. It's four of us. We go in. We come out. There's cops waiting for us there. This white cop said that we fit the description of four black men that had just robbed the, the store. Mm-hmm. And we're, I'm, we're 10. We're not even <laughs> capable of robbing anything. They detained us for two hours. Oh shit! I was crying. My cousins were crying. It was ridiculous. They were like, y'all handcuffed? No, they just set us on the curb, and they they were like, it was like cops just standing over us, radioing, doing all this shit. Mm-hmm. Went and questioned the the store, the guy that owned the store. He was like, "What are you talking about? They're like little kids. What do you, what do you mean they robbed the place? No, we were there for literally two hours. They finally let us go, and like to this day, it kind of traumatized me. Mm-hmm. And so like to see all this stuff happening, I'm like, yo, like nothing's changed. Well, how does it traumatize you like now? I, I I become fearful when I in come in con, uh, in kind of any kind of contact with police. Do you get afraid when a cop is behind you? Yeah, when you're driving. I've 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 gotten pulled over a few times as an adult, you know, speeding tickets or whatnot. But even then, like I'm nervous. Yeah, same. but even Be- now more so, right? Yeah, because I'm like, yo, like they they completely fabricated anything about us robbing the place. But that's the right that's the authority that they kind of have. Right. Like mm-hmm. they can make up this shit and turn it into a real thing. Mm-hmm. And that scares me as a, as a black man in my thirties now. Like, I don't know what to expect in the middle of the night when I'm driving, right. and, and you I get drive a nice, over. and you drive a nice fucking car yeah. too. And yeah. so that scares me even more. It's like, yo, like I could literally lose my life if I make For any nothing. any kind of subtle moves. And that's and that's the thing that people who don't understand what Black Lives Matter mean. Yeah. It's the fact that if you tell them if you had a black son, how how safe do you think it would be for him to go out for a jog? To drive to work, drive to school. Yeah. You'd be worrying every fucking minute, every day. You'd have to teach him different ways of reacting to police and reacting to authority. Yeah. And that's, I can't even think about that if I had a son who's black or a daughter who was black or whoever. Mm-hmm. How yeah. the public and how the police and everyone perceives them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how they have to react a certain way, how they, you know, just to save their life, even if they did nothing wrong. Yeah. Just the impression of who they look, who they are, what they, the color of their skin. What description they do? I worry about my niece and nephew. Yeah. That's another reason why I was like all upset this whole weekend because they're out there in the streets. It's like they could have, something could have happened to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they're young and black. And I live in an area where there's a lot of foot traffic and for the past few weeks I've been going up every day and I'll run a mile, Mm -hmm. just like a, like a full circle around my, my complex. And even the last few days I didn't even feel comfortable doing that. I'm like, let me just stay at home and just chill because I don't know. Like, I yeah, don't know I, what happened. I feel uncomfortable t- jogging around my neighborhood now because yeah. of all this shit that's going down. Yeah. yeah. I'm scared about the cops might fucking run up on me. I'm scared about 
running by somebody's house and they thinking, oh, this motherfucker going to rob me. I'm going to shoot that motherfucker. Or he's yeah. running. What did he steal? It's really, yeah. and it's the thing is like, imagine having, you know, <laughs> never like, I, I think about, remember the time when we had new mm-hmm. and we we were DJing late. We were like out to like 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. We went to Rhino. Mm-hmm. Then we went to Folk Kim Long. We yeah. got pho, Vietnamese food. Mm-hmm. It was probably like 5 or 6 a.m. And then we went back to our shop because we were like, let's call a cab from the shop. Yeah. And we waited in the shop, and we were in the shop with the lights off. Mm-hmm. And no, the, no, no. Um, the it was the sun was up already. Yeah, the lights was up. I mean, the, no, sun, the lights, the lights off. was off. Yeah, but the sun was up. Yeah, the sun was up. It was six a.m., so the sun yeah. was up. Yeah. But me and you, uh, never and I were in the store together. Mm-hmm. I went in the back stock room, and he was in the front. And the cops busted our door down. They thought we were robbing the store. Jeez. Yeah, and they pulled out the guns on on me. Yeah, because I was out. I was, I was in the yeah. I was out by myself. And they're like, "Get the fuck down!" And then Neva was like, probably a little half drunk. Yo, you oh, were yeah. t- he was talking emotion. He's like, "I own this motherfucker. I own this motherfucker." He's like, "How dare you? How dare you, motherfucker?" And then, and then, and I was in the stock room, right? I was in the stock room in the back. And the cricket like, was hiding. He didn't come out. <laughs> he, he, he let me. Fuck your crook. He let me take the heat. First nah, off, I'm joking. <laughs> First off, but, but you was back there for a minute. You know what? Okay. No, no, no. Let me explain why I was back there. The first re- the, so when the cops broke in. <laughs> No, no, this is real shit. When the cops broke in, I'm going to be real with you. He's shitting himself. No, bro. no, when the cops broke in, I thought we were getting robbed. Mm-hmm. I ah. thought motherfuckers were robbing us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then I grabbed the bat and I grabbed some other shit and I grabbed the phone and I looked to see who was out there and I saw it was cops. And then I had the bat in my hand. I was like, yo, if I walk out with this bat, they're going to shoot They're going to shoot me. They had the guns out. They had their guns out. And they're like, who's in the bat? Come out, come out. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to come out. I'm going to come out. Hold on. And I was literally like, where do I put my hands and how do I walk out? So I don't, and I, and I walked out in a really safe way. I was like, look, I ain't got nothing. We own the store. We own the shit. You know, da da da. And I think I had my business card in my hand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we're, we're owners of the store. He owns that store. And never was like, I own this motherfucker. I remember. I remember I was like, I remember I kept saying, never shut the fuck up. I said, here's my card. And then, you know, I don't know if they... Yeah, they had me on the floor, too. They no, had no, me, no, no. They didn't have you on the floor. I was on the floor. I was <laughs> no, on the floor. No, you weren't. Only I was. Because by the time you gave him the car, they was like, all right, all right, all right. Get I up, was man. on the floor, and they, they let me up on... I was on the floor. And they <laughs> I had to be on the... You, okay, you was on the floor longer than me, okay? But I was on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> funny who was on the floor longer here. Yeah, because when I came in, I was on my... And I had to get on my knees, and I went on the floor, and I gave him the card. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then they're like, yeah, you can get up. Yeah. yeah. But they started laughing at they were like, oh, they're like, hey, wait, man, we're sorry, man. And he was like, sorry for what, man? I own this mother. I own this. <laughs> we, we have video of that, right? We do have video of it. <laughs> oh. But yo, how scary is that to have a gun put on you by a, a cop? Like that shit is. You, you know, I think know at what... the time it happened, like you said, we was just got through from this drinking, whatever. So I wasn't even thinking. If we were sober, I think it would have been way more scary. Exactly, man. But we were like kind of drunk. Yeah. We were kind of like, we are a little tougher than usual. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Liquor break. (laughs) Liquor courage got going. No, but I I was, the whole time I was thinking, I was like, when I was walking out, I was like, how do I look, how do I look the least threatening? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I hate to say say this, had I been, you know, had I been, I don't know, another race besides Asian, 
maybe they would have been more forceful on me. Maybe they would have been more scared of me or whatever, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like, yo, like, even at that point, I was I was scared, but I was like, yo, man, it would have been way more scary if I was a different race, yo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you. And that's the part that the media plays, too, I think, because every cop, I don't care what race they are, I think when they see someone that they feel might have done something wrong and they see the race, they have a preconceived notion mm-hmm. of what they think they're capable of. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What kind of a threat this yeah. person is. Yeah. Can be. Yeah. Right. So they look at a Latino, you know, or a black man or whatever, and they, they think the worst. I think they think they might be a little more violent, a little more aggressive. Mm-hmm. And they think they may have to use force to get their point across before anything, you know. And I don't know what they might see when they, when they have like a white man that's uh done a crime or whatever like they might look at a white look at a white man as a little less threatening and something they could, they could probably someone that they could probably talk to mm-hmm. yeah. on a level playing field and get their point across that way but mm-hmm. with blacks latinos and even maybe some asians they they don't see that they see they but see like, different things i kind of wanted to talk about this a little bit because i think sometimes when you grow up poor you don't have a lot of shit mm-hmm. i mean obviously we don't have mm-hmm. a lot to live when you're poor you kind of think i don't have much to live for mm-hmm. yeah and the only thing you have is pride. Mm-hmm. And to me, sometimes that pride can get you killed. Yeah. And because it's the only thing motherfuckers have when they're broke. You know? And, yeah. Yeah. And when you see people in the black community or the Latino community or any poor communities, when they're kind of fighting against police and when they're not responding to police instructions or anything like that. Sometimes it's a level of pride and anger towards these police officers because it's not the first time they've been pulled over right. mm-hmm. for, yeah. for some bullshit that they know they didn't do. Exactly. And they're innocent. Mm-hmm. And that frustration is not always controlled, yo. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand when motherfuckers wild out, when police are trying to like arrest them or do anything, like, yo, why don't y'all just cooperate? And it's like, yo, that's maybe the eighth time that's happened in, in like two years or more. Yeah, it fed up. And when you when you broke in nothing, the 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 one thing that you want is just to have people treat you with respect. Yeah, because you ain't got nothing else, right? Yeah, and that's honestly growing. Like I grew up fucking poor, and like the the only thing I ever wanted was respect. Yeah, and I got my ass kicked many times, just just out of respect. And you, at the time, you don't think like, man, I got so much to live for. Like I shouldn't be fighting over respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you're there and you got nothing else, that's all you got, yo. Because yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I feel like motherfuckers don't understand that. And you, the only way you can really understand that if you was broke and you was growing up in that time. Yeah, yeah. because when you, yeah. when you do get hemmed up by the cops, like you said, it's a, it becomes a thing of your respect. You feel embarrassment. You feel ashamed. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're singled out. Everyone's looking at you look, like you're a criminal. You. Right. you could be doing nothing wrong, but people will like, look at you with a certain look like they're shunning you. And that's that's completely. It's like taking a part of your manhood away from you, and the, the cop has all that power in their hands to do that, and it's just demeaning, and it's belittling, and you feel like less of a human. And yeah, you, that's some. Sometimes a lot of people don't recover from that. Like people's mentalities change when they get arrested in in, in public. Yeah, and get embarrassed. Like they they become hateful. And where where does that energy go? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it, it can end up with them doing something stupid. It can end up with them resenting cops and wanting revenge. You don't know how people handle those things. Mm-hmm. I don't think cops all see it that way all the time. All they see is, uh, okay, he's a he's a nineteen year old black man, six two. 
it's probably strong, maybe a little aggressive. I have to go in with this certain way of handling it. Let me make, let me be prepared so he doesn't do anything stupid. I'm going to have to hit him up a certain way to make sure that I'm safe. Mm-hmm. And I don't think all cops are bad, but they definitely have a way of um, but that- handling it that, that kind of like could be could be handled differently without going in with those preconceived notions. Yeah. But they're taught that, right, Jamie? Like, I think a lot of times, like, they're taught that. Well, self-defense is, is the main priority for all cops. Mm-hmm. If anything, if you, if your life is in that, if you feel your life is in the line, at any point, you can pull that trigger. Yeah. It's what you're taught. And, uh, of course, you can go, you can come out with the stun gun. You can kind of, if nobody has a weapon, is your life really on the line? But you know what I've noticed over the more in the past five to ten years, I've noticed how more scared these cops look. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And how, like, they're just not trained well. Yeah. That's Again, it, they, they don't know how to conduct themselves in these high-pressure situations. Some pe- Like, some of these officers are not aware. Sometimes they pull the gun when they try to pull the stun gun. In the heat of the moment, they get nervous, and they just pull out whatever the fuck they pull out. And that's what happened in Fruitville Station when he thought he pulled out the taser, but he pulled out the real gun and killed you know the gentleman at the station, at, yeah. the, at the I forget his name. I apologize. In but, like Oakland or some shit. Yeah, right? in Oakland, yeah. the Fruitville Station situation. But again, I mean that was all levels, all kinds of levels of fucked up though. That was going on. Yeah, that was that was like you know when that shit happened, it's 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 when shit like that happens is it's in the heat of the moment. You get nervous. You trying to fight for your life, quote unquote, depending on what the situation is. If in the in 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 um in George Floyd's situation. The guy was handcuffed on the floor. Right. Mm-hmm. If you feel like he was going to run, handcuff his feet. Restrain him a little bit more. I feel like there's something deeper about that story that we yeah. don't know about. I, I do think it, I think they know each other. It, it, like, dude, eight minutes. That shit. But Your what they niece, did to him, what they did to him reminded me of like some shit from Serpico when they were, when like the dirty cops were trying to pick up money. From like criminals, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like pay off cop, pay off money. Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminded me of that. Like, oh, you ain't got no money. They used to fuck these criminals up, dude. Yeah. I'm not saying that George Floyd is a criminal. No. But I'm just saying, like, the way they were, just like beating the fuck out of him. It's like George owed them some shit. That's right. They, right. They must have known him from somewhere. It, it seemed like they were they were like torturing him for a reason. Like, yeah. Like yo, like either you owe us this or like what? Like I yeah, don't know what the fuck it was. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not Bro. trying to I'm not trying to say that George is a criminal or anything. If anything, like we've been finding out more information about this motherfucker. This much he was like a rapper for DJ Screw? Yeah. In yeah. Houston? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. I think I Rick, Rick Rubin yeah. spotted that shit and then Questlove was asking questions on Twitter. Yeah, and yeah he was mm-hmm. damn. He was part of uh DJ Screw's like crew. Yeah. Dude. He grew up with uh, Stephen Jackson. Stephen Jackson, NBA, former NBA player. They Texas. looked damn nearly the same. I yeah. thought it was the same Almost dude. Almost exactly and like. And I, they I, called I, him twin. I think the first time I heard about George Floyd was from that player. From Stephen Jackson? Yeah. Who said like, yo, he was wearing the suit. I actually sent him or something. Like he he, he was like. Uh, yeah, he said he was trying to change his life. He yeah. He recently moved to Minnesota. Or he, not recently. He sent them a yeah. bunch of clothes or he sent yeah. them money for clothes. And he, said, and he was saying that was heartbreaking because that dude was changing his life. And yeah. It's just and it's like, dude, eight minutes when you when you're in that position is an eternity. Yeah, I saw that uh, some UFC uh, fighter said, "Yo, the chokehold more than twenty seconds feels very uncomfortable. Yeah. It's a very tough 
Dude, dudes and, tap out at like five, and, ten seconds in the yeah. chokehold. And, but, George, but, and George is telling him that he's choking, that he he's can't like, breathe, he can't I'm breathe. But then, yeah, exactly. What was the point of just leaving him there on the street for what? What were we waiting for? Why didn't they just put him in the back seat and, right. and, and yeah. leave? Exactly. And, yeah. uh, Officer Chauvin, I'm guessing he's probably like five, ten, six feet. Maybe like 180, he has 190. To be at least 200 with 200 all the gear. So that kind of bro, force on his neck, bro. Just the just the, the belt where they carry all this shit is 20 pounds. But yeah. it was like a modern day lynching, no? Oh, 100%. It was his way of saying, I could do whatever the fuck yep. I want. Mm-hmm. I could and get I, away I could with it. I sit on his neck for nine minutes yeah. bro, he, and have y'all watch me and film me and do this shit. He mm-hmm. applied the pressure to his neck. Like you can see him sit on his knee. Yeah. And which is the more and like driving part. power into his yeah. neck, bro. Like, and just sitting there, he like had a he sense was, of relaxation, like he yeah, knew. like he was just like, yeah, I'm chilling here. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Eight and a half minutes, having that, and two of those minutes he was unconscious. But if you ever got choked, fam, it's a very uncomfortable feeling, even for fucking five seconds. Imagine somebody, and that's with somebody's strained arm. Imagine your whole body on your windpipe of your neck yeah, for eight crazy. fucking minutes. Come on. There's no, there's no, yeah. And then imagine, imagine uh, two people holding you down. Yeah. Yeah, on the other side. It's fucking crazy. And then people filming you and, yo, I can't fucking breathe. Like, it's, like, you're. He- but that's not the first time we've seen that No, either, not only man. that. No, not, not, I know that, Kirk. But the thing is, the cop, any human being hearing somebody cry and beg for fucking help. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is that we have we've seen this ten <laughs> years ago. We crazy. saw this video ten years ago yeah. Yeah. in New York, man, with the dude who was selling Lucy's uh, cigarettes that on the was, street. That yo. was not ten yeah. years ago. What was that? Four nah, years that was ago. Like a, was it four? Eric Gardner was Eric about Gardner. four years ago. Yeah, it wasn't ten, but yeah, it was definitely. It was, yeah, it seems like was it only four years ago? It seems like it was ten. <laughs> nah, that was longer than. It was like 2015. It was, it wasn't, or, no, it wasn't ten years ago. Nah, no way. It was not. It was four years ago. 2014. Oh yes, yeah, so December six years, six years ago. ago. Mm. Even then, I know what happened before Black Lives uh, when Black Lives Matter yeah. hit, like 2016. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because, because you you dead on. It's a like modern day lynching. It's like saying fuck you. The level of comfort on his face, knowing that he was not going to get caught, was amazing. Like he had no. He was so care. confident, right? Yeah. He was just like so, like yo, ain't shit going to happen to me. Yo. Yeah, like no kind of like nervous nervousness. None, no kind of nervousness within the other cops. I know you said they were kind of like. Like probably following his lead. I felt right? like the Asian, the Asian dude looked nervous. Yeah, that they, they. I don't know what he. But maybe he was like you said. Maybe he, he was a superior, and they just didn't know how, what. What do they do to their superior at that point? Yeah. Like the crazy thing is, him. like the wind. He was on his windpipe. The other two were on his back, like in his upper back, and one was towards his stomach. So, even like the breathing. If someone sits on your stomach, I you mean, can't they, and then they were beating the shit out of him in the, in the, so in the, already, in the squad car weakened. before, so mm-hmm. then whatever, you know what I mean? It's it's uh, yeah. It's, there's no fucking justification of. Do you think the other cops should be tried? Uh, yeah, of course. Absolutely. But what degree? Second degree? No, uh, yeah, no, like uh, whatever. I mean, you know this. It has Mr. to be. Lawman. It has to be. It has to be. Thir- <laughs> Speak <laughs> on it, lawman. For giving the credit that I deserve, it has to be because what if. The pressure that was being applied on his back or his chest was what took him the out. Direct cause of his death. Yeah. Actually, oh, yeah, and that's what did. it was. The the bullshit autopsy that they had, right? Yeah. They, the they, police released a bullshit autopsy. No, no, but they got a new autopsy. Um, they just mentioned it recently. Um, yeah. So, so you don't know what 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 apply what pressure they were but applying. But they're an accessory. No, of course. They're Every, an accessory. All, all four of the motherfuckers are going down, and if they get acquitted. And they think this shit is There's bad no right now. This no. shit's gonna be lit 
up, bro. Like, it's going to be in fucking insane. And then, you know what the craziest part is? Talking about uh, yeah. police uh, department, like, backing up each other. There was cops at uh, Officer Chauvin's uh, house to protect them because they felt that he, they were going to come kill him. Yeah. Well, they were. They were there. They yeah. were ready to take that motherfucker. Yeah, yo. but th- that's the craziest thing. Like, even <coughs> some cops believed that he was innocent. Well, he had, what, $500,000 bail? Yeah. Bro, That's yeah. nothing. That's $50,000. So today, they found out the cause of the death was... Cause of the death was um, for asphyxia due to neck and back compression that led to a block of blood flow to the brain. There mm. you go. So the whoever, whatever officer was in the middle of the one in his stomach area and the one of his neck... He has the equal the equal fucking uh, right, right. Uh, and, then the other, and then the other two are accessory, if anything, right? The Asian guy is accessory, might, might be an accessory, yeah. and he might get the least of it, but because he didn't have his hands on because he was not George on, yeah. yeah, he would just stand here. But the fact that he allowed he it a, to happen, he was a bystander, but he can get off of what? Well, he was a top rank, and I was. He's probably a rookie. Mm. And we don't know. He, he was, looked like a rookie. Yeah, he looked like he didn't know what the fuck was going on. To be honest, he might be a rookie, and he might ha- he might be in his under his three year um, probation probation that he might be off. Damn. But the other the other two the other three that were on him, yo, they're gonna get some shit. Damn, and that's a scary thing. Like if, when it, when it goes to trial, man, like it could be another it riot. Be a See if they get thing, off, bro. Like that's that's what I'm saying. Really if they scary. get off, crook, it's gonna be man, nasty. this could be worse. Can man. I tell you something? There are so many reasons. The thing is, is like it's scary right now because now the kids know. There's certain kids out there that know, mm-hmm. like we can get away with this shit. We can get yeah. away with property damage. We can get away with looting. There's more of us yeah. than you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's more of us than y- y'all can't keep up with us. So, shit. There's so many things, and that's the thing is that a lot of these looters, and I'm not talking protesters. Mm-hmm. A lot of these looters, mm-hmm. they're smart. They went there looking as yeah. they dressed up as protesters. They acted like protesters. They were carrying it. They were in the cover they, they, they of they protesters. They the blended protesters. in, and then when they got when they got the opportunity, they took it. Yeah, and they didn't give a fuck. Yeah, and yeah. if and this is the scary thing is there's so many reasons to protest, and the year's not even over yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's there, there's reasons for protesting for there's no vaccine. If a second wave of the pandemic comes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, how the election goes, mm-hmm. how the actual, um, how the voting process is. Yeah, that's right? another thing. Yeah, there's so many you reasons can't, you there's... can't even congregate to vote. Exactly. So there's so many reasons. There's so many possible reasons for another riot, another protest, yeah. another thing to get out of hand. Yeah. And at that point, they'd be like, you know, looting these stores isn't enough. Yeah. Maybe we take it another step forward. Maybe we start looting these rich people's homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember in 92, man, people were so hopeful. They were like, finally, we got them on camera. Finally, right. justice is going to be served. So people are actually, King. Yeah. people actually relaxed because they're like, how are they going to get out of this? The shit's on camera. Yeah, There's no camera. way. They're willing on this guy. They're going to get away with this. Reginald Denny and the rest of those dudes. I'm not Reginald Denny. Uh, he was the, the truck driver, but... They were like, um, there's no possible way. When they came with that verdict, bro, everyone, the initial thing was shock. For, yeah. It was initial shock. And then it just turned into chaos. That's what I'm saying. These guys get acquitted, fam, get ready. Yeah. Shit's about to hit yeah. the fan. They're not going to get acquitted. There's no fucking way. And then way. he, I, I believe they said he has the same lawyer as uh, uh, Philantro Castro. Yeah. He had the same lawyer that got, got uh, the guy that killed him off. 
That so. that guy too. That guy yeah. he got trigger happy. He, Landro Castillo. He got no 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 the oh. guy that the officer that killed him. Yeah. He was nervous because mm-hmm. he thought he was reaching for a gun. Oh, he was reaching for a gun. He said, "Yo, my gun is there. I'm gonna show it to you." And then he was gonna show, and this guy just popped off on him. Yeah. Are you like, talking about the, the 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 black kid who got shot in the back? No, this who is ran the, away. No, this is the guy that got shot in the car with his wife, with his girlfriend on the side. Oh, um, next time, I, the kid in the back. Seat. The bit, yeah, that was on Facebook Live. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. one where she's Ugh. crying. Yeah, and then the little girl's trying to calm her mom. Down. Yeah, that that yeah. was fucking insane. But that that was 2016. Yes. yes. And that's the thing. Like even that guy. I'm that not, happened literally like a week or a couple days later after. Wait, Black Lives Matter went global in 2016 because mm-hmm. of uh, we just looked it up. It was Alton Sterling, right? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. July fifth, and then right after that, July sixth, the there next was a day, Philando uh, Castile that, that got Facebook killed. Facebook Live killing was, and it was just like, yo, what the fuck is going on? And it was every, back to back, and then everyone was like, yo, this is this is too insane. And I think something else happened like a week later. Oh, and, that no, it, after uh, it was the first time that social media turned into a platform. For information, yeah, yes. because it was the first time I was looking to to the shade room and all of these blogs for actual information on what was going on because like the news, news was late. Yeah, because yeah. the news was late on all this, mm-hmm. like all of this shit spread on social media first in 2016, mm-hmm. yeah. and that was groundbreaking at the time because we were like, "How is the news late on this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how is how are people knowing about this before the in news outlets? Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. in real time, and that's." When social media changed Everything. completely, yeah, yeah, because prior prior to 2016, it was a very different. Everyone approached uh, it very differently, in a very positive way. Everyone was trying to be like super positive, and be uh, motivating and inspiring. And then in 2016, it got super dark. And that was election year too. And it was election year. I think it's crazy that no one's talking about Ahmad Arbery anymore either. Like it's like I know, y'all about that's to a say forgotten that, man. thing. Like and that shit just barely like he was the topic Wasn't of every conversation like, a week ago. Two, I don't think I don't think, any, I don't think anyone forgot about it, but I think it, he's definitely part of it. Mean, he's they, definitely this is this this movement is not anything without him either. Being right. this year, I mean that was fucking that's that to me. I mean it it really it's a scary thought, man. That just a, a black person, a black man, could just go out jogging and can and can get shot by a bunch of. Non-police people, you know, just that's, like right. that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm scared to jog around in my neighborhood where I live at. Where I lived there for like over ten years. Yeah, I'm scared to fucking jog because of what happened. But you guys understand, like, if you guys get pulled over, if someone approaches you like that, you know, as a friend of you guys that cares about your life, you guys cannot show that much emotion. You have to like be as yeah. calm as possible if that's possible. And cooperate you know? as much. Yeah, the last the last time I got uh, pulled over was for um, the light the uh, light. Under my license plate was out. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing or an offense, but it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it happened. And the cop was cool, but I, I mean, I was so like even keel and just answering every question he asked. Yeah, like mm-hmm. straightforward, no kind of emotion. Just yes, sir, no, sir. Uh, do you need my license? Do you need my registration? Like just trying to be super cooperative. And you know, that's all I can do in that moment is just take my emotion out of it, like you said, and just be extremely cooperative and extremely informative whatever the cop needs because what else what else what else can i do in that moment you know if i show any emotion it, it might trigger him to do something and i gotta i gotta be careful and I gotta- yeah i just remember being when i was younger being with my boys and just like whenever cops pulled us over it was like shut the fuck up everyone shut the fuck up mm-hmm. 
And like we used to get smacked around. I mean, I got smacked around. Yeah. But it was just like one of those things where you just dealt with the shit. You know what I'm saying? And you just never talk back and you just dealt with the shit. I've had them, you know, rummage through my shit and take CDs out of my bag and then walk out and be like, break shit for no reason. Break Walkmans for no reason. And it was just one of those things where you just dealt with the harassment. You know what I'm saying? And obviously yeah. I'm, you know, I'm Asian. I'm not, you know, uh, you know I'm not black or Latino. Right. But. But you're I, still one of us. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like at that time, that's it was an understanding. But like when motherfuckers got emotional, it's like you knew some shit was gonna escalate. Yo. Yep. Yeah. So like we always used to tell like one another like calm the fuck down, like don't say no shit. Mm-hmm. Even when they like smacked you in the face, you just shut up and you took the smack. And like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, like you say some shit, they could just they could do whatever they want, yo. Mm-hmm. They could beat the shit out of you and say you pull out a knife, exactly, it's, it's or do whatever. Their word against yours, exactly. And it was and they have the upper hand. Yeah, yep. there was so many times we got violated by cops, and obviously we weren't doing the best things. Either. We were going around tagging shit, yeah, we're not you know. We were, we were doing graffiti. Yeah, but yeah, they would see the markers and the spray cans. They would like take it, whatever, and they'd be like smacking us around, like get out of here and all of this shit. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just part of the whole ritual of going out. But, yeah, I mean, I, I worry nowadays just like I, I fear that some, sometimes like motherfuckers, I hate watching the videos when motherfuckers get emotional and they start yelling at the cops. I'm like, oh, man, like just making know, shit just, worse, yo. It's I just know, like, man. Just, it's just, just like take the L, just yo. Just shut you know up. What be I mean? quiet. But like you said, that emotion comes from maybe having prior instances. Exactly. And it's like, I understand that at the same time, but, I, you know, it's like, it's so hard to watch because. You know what's going to, you know, the ending result. I know. It's just like, yo, you just, it's just like, man, yeah. it's, it's, it's just frustrating, man, in, in all levels. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think we should end this, but I mean, who's to know what's to come out of this, man? I mean, yeah. I mean, what is still developing today? I mean, LA got mad curf- crazy curfew time now. You can't be out or else you get a thousand dollar warning. Dude, that's crazy. One, one o'clock. Yeah, you gotta one, be home by one. And Santa Monica and Beverly Hills curfew is one p one p.m. I mean, and, dude, this is serious because it's nationwide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we can't even. I don't. It's I don't know how many cities it went across. Yeah, dude, so many. Uh, over, Chicago, over, Atlanta, over fifteen. You know, I want to say at least fifteen. You gotta think about. Uh, it was in uh, Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. And then it was New York and it was yeah, I mean, D.C. I don't California. want to count all of it. But it yeah, was, I mean, there was there was all over the country and, and I don't know. Once man. it got to L.A., I tweeted, I'm like, if L.A. gets involved, it's a wrap. And sooner than later, when I start seeing a cop get beat up, I was like, whoop. They, they started the party a little early. And after that, it was a wrap. Shit, man. Yeah, man. I, I don't know, man. I really hope this ends in a positive way. Yeah. Some, somewhat Too positive bad. way, man. Yeah. Or some something towards change, and I I honestly think, man, everybody's gonna take an L this year. Yeah. Oh. I I I don't know how the elections are gonna be. This whole year. I'm not the person to talk to about that, but I don't have a good feeling about it. I don't have a good feeling about nothing this year. To be honest with you. Yeah. I'm real scared about the election. I mean, dude, I'm scared. What has it? (laughs) I mean, the way things are now. The way things are now, we can't. People are already can't gather in bunches, so. Most people, their way of voting is through gathering. So how's that going to work? And we, Most and we people know, don't vote online. Yeah. And like, we know they want, they want to be elected. You know, the whole thing is to create voter suppression. Right. They so want, motherfuckers, they want motherfuckers not to vote. Yeah. yeah. So this is an easy out. 
It's an easy dub. And bro. then who do we vote for? Exactly. Biden. We don't have yeah. We don't have no one good to vote for. We're gonna vote for Biden. Like this, uh, he may be the only <laughs> option when it's all said I mean, at this point. Well, we don't know his who his vice president is, so we'll see what happens. I wish it was like remember those movies that we like, yo, vote for all the above. <laughs> or no, like none of the above. None of the, none above. the above. Is there an option like that? None of the no, above. You just gotta go with a liberal. If everyone just goes with a liberal, we'll be alright. <laughs> just a no, random I liberal. I don't think Biden's the answer, man. Nah. I, I mean, none of these guys are. Did you see that tweet that someone said that the peaceful, the peaceful way to have done this would have been to let Bernie be our nominee? I didn't see that. But. Yeah, that would have been the only peaceful because it was like. Everyone's like, yo, like the looting, the protesting, da da da. And they're like, well, you took away the only peaceful option we had, which was Bernie Sanders. Yep. So when you took away Bernie Sanders and you left us with Biden, it's like, what what others, what what could we do? What is the peaceful option at that point? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't even seen like Biden really give a motivational speaking. But there's all these things that saying that as much as Bernie is for the people, a lot of the things that he would have wanted to change. He wouldn't have been able to change it because it would have been so radical. Oh, yeah, of course. But he would have put the play in motion. But it's just like you kind of need a radical motherfucker right now. Yeah. Because everything else is not going to work. It's not mm-hmm. at yeah. all. That's why I really enjoyed Andrew Yang when we went to go see him. Andrew Yang was on his shit, man. Yeah. I mean. Call him back. Crook. He Get was him de- back. He was definitely on his shit with the whole um, the yeah, UBI Russell, shit, yeah. right? And then they took his shit. And they basically gave us money. It's the same way he wanted it. And they called him crazy. But now we can never really, like, I mean, someone was bringing up, they've, they've given out trillions, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can never complain about anything else of them saying we don't have enough money to fix the water in Flint. Absolutely. We don't have the money to mm-hmm. do this. Or we don't have the money to fix this. They got the money for education. This year, they got the money for yeah, everything, yeah. yo. They're just not doing it. Yeah. So now we know the system is corrupt. We know all of this shit. We know the police is corrupt. What do we do? How do we fix this like shit? Cutting funding in schools. I, I, I don't even know where to begin to, to fix it, but I know it doesn't start with non-black DJs going on Twitter <laughs> saying how much how much they love the black man. Or Virgil just giving fifty dollars. <laughs> or Virgil giving like all of just these fifty. All of these things are distractions, bro. Like yeah. honestly, man. And <laughs> fifty dollars. It's like crazy. we need everybody to to be unified in some way, and that and being unified does not mean you have to like declare. How much of a non-racist you are yeah. by saying you know this many black people or whatever. There was a funny <laughs> shit with dances, uh, dances on Twitter. If you don't know this motherfucker on Twitter, oh yeah, dances put up a cool challenge. Dances right? is fucking. He did the challenge to like, what is his challenge? Was? Let me let me find it. Oh, here we go. Got it, quick. Here you go. Tag a black friend challenge. Post a collage pic of you with five different black people. It can be a group photo. You must do five different photos, and the same black person can only appear in three of them. <laughs> The next he part. gave me choice. I the next part. The next part is tag the black people in them and ask if they consider you a friend. If they have been sensitive to the racial issue on a scale of one to ten, I, I support that challenge. Actually, <laughs> shout out to dancers, yo. That motherfucker's Twitter is hilarious, man. He's dope, and he speaks a lot of real true shit. Um, Honesty, yeah. And I and the thing is, like, is it not, is it surprising to us that the EDM community isn't behind? Hell Black Lives no, Matter. Not not at all, why, do, why do y'all expect that shit? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know who was talking about that shit early on was Spider Tech, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh about, yeah. Oh, on his right. episode. Yeah. On his episode yeah. about all the racism mm-hmm. yeah. and hypocrisy he faces. Yeah. Being mm-hmm. like a black producer DJ in in the EDM world. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 
It's even crazy. Even Diplo, man. Like, Diplo's getting heat. He's trying to push, like, his country album right now. That dude was trying to release, like, do marketing for a country album this weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's nuts. Like, you can't. You got, you got to know when to, when to yeah. promote when to, and when to, to chill, like, when to fall back. And yeah. Push, push the release back. Yeah, yeah, man. Didn't they push the release back on the PS5, too? No, the PS5's always been uh, December. Is it? Oh, okay. They just been. They, no, they, I heard they're pushing it back no, even further. No, they pushed back the uh, the announcement of it, oh. like the the demonstration of the the video game. I mean, of the console. Yeah, that doesn't even seem right right now. Yeah. Even with the whole NASA shit that happened with uh, oh, going Elon oh, Musk. Yeah. yeah, it's like such a weird time to have Trump was there. <laughs> he was at the. He was of course at that he was. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I don't know. I mean, we in scary times right now, man. Yeah. Yeah, everyone, man, just just be safe and. Honestly, right now, right now is the time to just talk to people in your circle. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And communicate. Exactly, and communicate. Man. And yeah. just honestly look at the way you guys have been doing shit mm-hmm. and how you... And if you don't understand what's going on right now, that's natural, I think, right? Yeah, don't feel like you got to know everything. Yeah, and, and, mm-hmm. and honestly, if you have an opinion about it, that's fine. But I think before you share that opinion on social media, you got to speak with people in your circle. Mm-hmm. And you also got to question maybe how disconnected you are yeah and that doesn't mean you got to start befriending a bunch of black people but you you got to honestly realize or tweet about it yeah i mean i feel like in this day and age with with technology and everything it's so much easier for people to be um and i could be wrong because it's honestly it's happened through generations but Mm -hmm. i think it's so much easier for people to be disconnected and to and to stay in their own world And not really have to think of anybody outside of that world. Yeah, yeah. Who isn't? Who doesn't look like them, or who doesn't appear like them? Or if this person's not doing anything for me, so it's not important for me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have to move beyond that. But yeah, I mean, anything? Any final thoughts from you guys? Just check on your people. Talk to people. Yeah, Make yeah. sure everybody's okay. Help mm-hmm. them out. Not yeah, yeah. everybody's yeah. not the same, and everybody's going through it differently. Process is different, and, and there's some of these DJs that are on Twitter right now, or on I don't know Instagram, and they're like, "Yo, I'm calling out all these other what non-black DJs." We don't need that right now. Yeah, yeah this like, is not the time, man. Yeah, honestly, man, I don't need no Cape Crusader DJ to go out there and just let me know who are the quote-unquote racist DJs, because like honestly, that's not helping shit. Yeah, that's not helping nothing. Like, you, we're here to like, if if you if you're knowledgeable on shit and if you know what's going on, spread that knowledge. With the ignorant motherfuckers, but don't attack them. You know what I'm saying? Like, all you're gonna get is a bunch of fake responses from people. Yeah. Or uneducated or just a bunch of insincere, yeah. and then you're gonna create more of a wall and a barrier between all of us, to be honest, man. What we mm-hmm. need to do is, as DJs, we need to create an environment that's more comfortable for motherfuckers to speak about some of the ignorant shit that's in our world and maybe some of the ignorant shit we do. Yeah, start with mm-hmm. what you can control, not with. Yeah, what man. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Like, you trying to do some shit, some positive shit, but that's not positive to me. Like, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I don't think you guys need to know who are the racist DJs who are quote unquote racist or whatever. I'm not like even that. thinking about that. It's not yeah. even who's racist who cares, or who's man. unsupporting. It's just yo, like, let it go. Yeah, that's it's the like, last thing you're not the fucking. Right now, you're not the DJ police. That's <laughs> not like you said. That's not what's going to get us to the solution. No, mm-hmm. that's all you. All it is is just calling people out. Is going to make things uncomfortable and make people. Go It'll make it even somewhere. worse than yeah. it is right now. You're yeah. digging the fucking hole deeper at that point. You're splitting hairs. And that's coming from two black DJs, B and D Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a better challenge. Check on your friends and make sure they're okay mentally. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, on that note. On that note, 
If you want to watch this video alongside all our brand new videos that we release on Friday, youtube.com slash podcast. Like, comment, subscribe. Hit the notification bell to be the first to watch the video. And uh, big shout out to DJ City, man. Yes, uh, sir. Yo, yeah, be, man. Everyone I, be safe. Yes. And um, It's tough yeah, times, man. man. There's no way around it. And just stick together. And yeah. if you can, yeah, donate. Mm-hmm. Uh, More than $50. <laughs> We're going to name this episode $50. <laughs> I, uh, peace. Peace. peace.